The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. A lot going on, of course. Uh, the, the big Republican tax plan is out. We're getting some more details on that. And aren't they great? <laughs> There's actually a tax increase for several segments of society, including the poorest Americans. Which, you know, I mean, it looks bad, and that's how it'll be presented by Democrats. But because they're doubling the standard deduction, the poor will probably pay zero taxes. But it looks like their taxes went from 10 to 12%. Uh, for others, like like upper middle income, from it starts at 191000 Your taxes are going from 32 to 35%. And then the highest tax bracket goes from 396 to 35 So <laughs> they gave the Democrats every talking point they possibly would need in order to shut this thing down because it does it it lowers taxes for the wealthiest americans and it raises taxes on middle income americans and the poor supposedly and they're trying to get rid of the estate tax which for me uh i think is one of the more evil immoral ridiculous taxes that mankind has ever conceived after you've paid taxes on all of your earnings your entire life, then when you die, for some reason, the government is entitled to 50% of what you have? And yet the the Democrats all say, well, that's just another tax cut for the wealthiest Americans. Why, why should they, be able, to, why should they be, able to be able to keep it for themselves? They're gone. Well, no, they're giving it to their kids or they're giving it to whomever they want. The point is, it's theirs and it's not yours, and it's certainly not the government's. Leave it alone. So I'll bet you, I'll bet you the estate tax going to zero, which is one of the proposals in this tax plan, that'll go away. That'll be one of the compromises they have to make with the Democrats. It's just a matter of how much they're going to take from you once they've taken your entire life, and then how much of what you own at the very end of your life, how much is theirs. <laughs> it's crazy. It is the most bizarre tax uh, you can possibly imagine. I don't even know how they defend it, and yet they do. And they've made us, made, made Republicans or conservatives look like the bad guys because uh, we hate that tax. I, it's, it, I hate that tax. I, I hate the corporate taxation situation in America, the highest in the industrialized world. He's trying to, Trump wants to drop that rate to 20%, and I, I'll bet they won't be able to do that either. If they did that, that would that would stimulate the economy. That would bring businesses to the United States. That would keep jobs here. But they won't do that. I, you know, I just have, I have no confidence in the Republicans. And you know, the Democrats are socialists now. So, uh, who, who's left as our advocate in Washington? Uh, nobody. Just so you know, no one. Uh, also, Hugh Hefner died last night, age of 91. And the Twitter tributes are just so moving <laughs> from this great man. Uh, the founder of Playboy passed away, 91, in his Playboy mansion. He sold it this last summer 
for a hundred million dollars. Who would want that thing? Ick. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> Gotta hose that thing down. Actually, you do know where it's been. <laughs> you bought it anyway? Can you imagine? Ick. I mean, every space, every inch of that, of the square footage in that thing has got to be, something nasty has happened there, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. You're going to swim in his pool? I'm not. I certainly wouldn't. But his life and his lifestyle were all celebrated on Twitter because the left just, they love degradation. They love it. He was a revolutionary and an uncompromising force said Maximiliano Britos, rest in peace. Thanks for the material. I enjoyed the articles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, just read the news. Rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. Your legacy and soul shall live on. Yeah, they, they will. Continually burning in a lake of fire but never being consumed. I'm, uh, of course, I'm not his judge. Who am I to say? Oh, right. I'm, right. Just, I'm just saying he's going to burn in the fires of hell. That's all I'm saying. Is there pay-per-view in hell? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, Just wondered. Dan Buffa writes, the man wore a robe for a living. Every morning was happy hour. <laughs> That's a full life. Rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. From Colin Coward. From um, He used to be on ESPN. Now I think he's on, he's on Fox Sports. Hugh Hefner, who lived a full, compassionate, and amazing <laughs> life, has passed. Jeez. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. This guy. This guy. Got generations of men hooked on porn, which leads to all manner of sexual dysfunction, marital problems. No doubt he contributed greatly to the divorce rate in this country. Paid women to have sex with him, oftentimes you know, multiple at a time. It paid young women to live with him. Where were all the, all the, uh, the, like the National Organization of Women's Groups on this guy? He exploited and objectified women for 65 years. He surely contributed greatly to the moral breakdown of the United States of America. And, and, but everybody's got loving tributes to him. Come on. This is not, this is not a wonderful man we're talking about here. I mean, am I his judge? Absolutely not. I'm not. But I can, I can judge his actions. I have to do that. And the actions were awful. And we all know it. So, you know, people will try to be indignant over that. Oh, who are you to say his, uh, his sexual sins for an entire lifetime are wrong? Who are you to say getting men hooked on porn for the last 60 years is a bad thing? I'm Pat. That's who I am to say. <laughs> I'm Pat. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, some hopeful things happening. Apparently, they, they think they've come up with a way. Researchers now think they're going to be able to diagnose that CTE disease among football players while they're alive, which would be pretty helpful. Because right now, the only way to do it is, is to cut their brain open and check it after they're dead. Right. Um, but researchers from Boston University's CTE Center found on Tuesday, yeah, this Tuesday that they have found a way to detect it in living patients. If the method proves to be reliable, testing could seemingly save innumerable athletes from high school through the NFL. School of Medicine said that it examined the brains of 23 former college and professional football players and compared them to the brains of 50 non-athletes with Alzheimer's disease and 18 non-athletes 
as a control group. They observed that some kind of biomarker, CCL11 they're calling it, levels were normal in the brains of the non-athlete controls and non-athletes with Alzheimer's, but were significantly elevated in the brains of individuals with CTE. So that's what they can look for now. And if they find it, maybe they tell you that, hey, you're in the early stages of CTE. You might want to stop playing football. I wonder how many of these guys would do that, though. How many players in the NFL or college or high school, for that matter, would say, okay, yeah, I, I need to stop playing football. I don't know. So, so the, They already know the risk right now, right? Yeah, so they, now they can possibly find it before death. Yes. But do we not, is it probably way too early to know that we can actually reverse what is happening? Oh, there's, no, we can't do that right now. See, that's what, but that's you would, no good. But if you stopped getting right. repeated concussions, maybe mm-hmm. you could stop it from progressing. And maybe, you know, maybe CTE doesn't, eventually take your life sure if you stop in time so that you know kind of a hopeful sign we'll see um but uh i I think that's that's a pretty big step because they just found this what 2006 or 7 i think with that doctor from africa 10 years ago yeah yeah i think i think it's been about 10 years uh oh by the way steve scalise the guy who got shot on the baseball field with the other republicans in congress there were 35 of them it was like one tenth of all the uh congressional representatives were gathered at that field when the guy came starting to shoot at him uh steve scalise was the one who was injured and he was near death for a while yeah it was it was really touch and go with him he was he's fortunate really blessed to be alive he uh came back to congress for the first time today so that's that's great. Yeah, and he said when he uh, spoke in front of Congress, he, I mean, he said that tourniquet that was applied... Um, saved his life, saved right? Saved his life. Absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's great. Uh, also a good moment for uh, the president yesterday. He was making a speech, and he was um, talking about a, a businessman who owns a private business, and uh, it, it reminded him that the White House fencing needs to be redone and uh (laughs) took the opportunity to ask for a discount rate joining us today is john gannon the owner of a custom wood fencing and deck construction company in indianapolis john is the father of nine children and recently celebrated his 35th wedding anniversary congratulations john And John is in the fencing company, as you heard. And I'm just thinking, I have to mention this. You know, we have a fence around the White House. We have a fence around the White House. And they want to build a new fence. And I figured, you know, I'm pretty good at construction. I figured, I don't know, maybe a million, maybe a million and a half. And this has been taking place over a long period of time. Administrations. Mm Mm-hmm. So I said, how much is the fence you're talking around the White House? Sir, the fence will cost approximately $50 million. I said, what? (laughs) I kid you not. And we have thousands of things like that. Thousands. We're going to get it all down. But we think of that. $50 million. Now, I assume it's a strong fence. Okay. So, John, do you think you could do it for slightly less than uh, $50 million? I think he could take 49 off right now and would have, and he'd have plenty of profit, right? Right, John? 
It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't hear John saying, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can do it for a million. Yes, sir. I, I think John needs to survey the job first, and, and then maybe he'll give you some sort of estimate. But uh, how, how, how is that possible, the defense around the White House could cost $50 million? How is that possible? Is it, I mean, unless it's electrified or there's special sensors, in, but it doesn't seem like there are because people climb it all the time. Uh, is that factoring some landmines we could put in the uh, South Lawn? I, I don't know. I don't know, but something needs to be done because they're scaling that fence on a pretty regular basis. Remember, for a while, it was like every week somebody hopped the fence and wound up in the White House. Down in the West Wing toward the yeah, family residence. inside the White House a couple of times. Inside the White House. That is inexcusable, man. And you would think, I mean, up until all of this happened over the last few years, you would have thought that to be impossible. You would have thought anybody who steps on the White House lawn after climbing the fence... They're going down. Whether a sniper takes them out or, you know, Secret Service surround them immediately. Landmine. Or there's a landmine. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want that because maybe there's a dog running around in the White House lawn or oh. the president maybe takes a little walk. You probably wouldn't want landmines. Right. Landmines. My bad. Uh, but but I, I got to believe there are sensors that go off. And where's the Secret Service when this happens? That was really eye-opening to me. I I thought the president was much better protected, and uh, apparently not. <laughs> apparently, apparently not. not. Uh, all right, it's time to say goodbye to Big Mobile, and hello to Freedom, and hello to lower prices for uh, your cell service, which can get so out of control. You know, uh, Big Mobile, as in your cell phone company right now, unless it's Patriot Mobile, they're taking a portion of the proceeds and they put it straight in the pockets. Of organizations like Planned Parenthood. And they'll advocate for issues like sanctuary cities and gun control. And, you know, maybe you're thinking that, well, yeah, but it's affordable. And it's the only way I can get the nationwide coverage. And no, it's completely untrue. Patriot Mobile gives you the same service for less money and a lot less. Same nationwide coverage, unlimited talk, text, and data for a better price. Right now, you can get unlimited talk and text Starting at $20 a month, that's just unheard of. 20 bucks a month. So give them a call today at 800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. Use my name, Pat, in the promo code, and they'll waive the activation fee, too, which saves you another 35 bucks. 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or visit their website, patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Packers play tonight against the uh, Chicago Bears. And they the Green Bay organization requested fans to join them in a show of unity uh, during the National Anthem before their game. What? Yeah. What's that mean? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not A, kneeling, and B, definitely not kneeling in the stand. You see what's on the ground? Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's really sticky there, it, even with your shoes on. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. 
they continued to blast. Packers fans continued to blast the NFL, the team, and players for showing disrespect for the nation, the flag, the military, uh, or the national anthem by sitting, kneeling, remaining in the locker room, locking arms. They don't even like the locking arms thing. <laughs> we don't even want you to lock arms. Just be normal, would you please? Really? Just stop with any show of... I mean, what is this unity thing? Stop it! What are you talking about? Uh, who are they showing unity for? And what are you showing unity with? It's such an ill-defined, weird, uh, ridiculous protest. And it's it just has... Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the commentators last night on... Oh, it was Don Lemon asked a guest well what if you don't like the kneeling thing what would be appropriate a way to protest nothing (laughs) nothing (laughs) is appropriate at an nfl football game that's an option that's an option it used to happen all the time like nothing no protest zero protest at a football game. I know this feels like we're going to be telling our kids. Yeah, there was a time. Remember, we, we tell them at the airport. You used to could go and meet who you were, uh, you know, coming to town and get them at the gate. You know, uh-huh. it feels like. Yeah, there used to be a time when the players didn't kneel before the game, and there also used to be a time when they played in front of a crowd. <laughs> kids, back in my day, they played football. Football games. No way, Grandpa. No way. <laughs> uh, it's it's. It's so weird, and this has happened so fast. What do you mean? What what a what way would be appropriate? What form of protest would be appropriate for the players? Uh, how about none? How about no protest? <laughs> I mean, why did we have to get here? Because uh, some guy with an eight foot afro decided we were going here. <laughs> yeah, the guy who can't who can't really play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, judging on the by the fact that nobody will hire him, and it's not discrimination. It's not because he's black. For the love of heaven, seventy percent of the league is black. How could that have anything to do with it? Hmm. But uh, supporters are saying players are peacefully exercising their free speech rights on the best stage available. Uh, we've already had a stream of feedback beginning Monday morning, and it continued into Wednesday. We've heard on both sides of the matter said uh, Aaron Popke, the Packers Director of Public Affairs. We take note of their concerns. Oh, thank you. That's powerful. <laughs> we take note of their concerns. Uh, so they play tonight at 7.30, and they've, they invited fans to show some kind of unity with them. And I, I'm not sure if it, it's really kind of ill-defined how that would happen. Only three of the Packers actually took a knee during the National Anthem. Uh, and I, I had heard that they're all going to stand tonight, but I doubt it based on this. Mm. They got a whole breakdown of the NFL and players and how many of them protested for, with each team. Uh, your Atlanta Falcons, only two people did. Right. Took a knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, locking arms, the majority. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, nobody took a knee. Nobody. Nobody sat on the bench. Nobody raised a fist. Nobody stayed in the locker room. The entire team went out and stood for the National Anthem. What a concept. Wow, that's pretty cool. So that's a thing still. Arizona Cardinals. Actually, uh, apparently since they did it, I guess it is a thing. I guess it's a thing. Uh, Ten from the Ravens knelt. Ten from the Buffalo Bills. You guys, the Buffalo Bills have bigger things to worry about (laughs) than taking a knee. 
Yeah. They should take a knee on their whole season. <laughs> Just get out of the NFL. Go play in Canada. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think they're 2-1, and one, right? Are they? Yeah. They, Are they this year? They well, that'll the change quickly. Yeah. That's going to turn around fast. I think you're right. 20. Oh, here's a team that hasn't won in, I don't know, how since 1964 or something. Okay. Cleveland Browns, 20 other players. 1968. Took a knee. They last won a game. 68. 68. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, 32 Denver Broncos took a knee. Jeez. 32. Well, that's most of the team. They've got a 53-man roster. That's the majority of the players taking a knee. <sighs> uh, so, it, And it's on and on like that throughout the league. Are the it Cardinals just, the only team that didn't kneel no, or anything? No. Who, who, all, uh, who all didn't Yeah, let's protest. look at that. So, no Cardinal. Okay. Uh, no Chicago Bears, no Cincinnati Bengals. That's kind of surprising. No Houston Texans. Good. They did lock arms, okay, but there was no other protest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure locking arms is a protest, really. The Rams did not. One guy, though, did raise a fist. So, okay, we can't let the Rams off the hook. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings didn't uh-huh. protest. Okay. The New York Jets, the entire team stood. Just normally stood. Again, I, I just... I, I can't stand the Jets. Uh, that's made me a Jets fan I, instantly. I, I need clarification, Pat. I just want to make sure I understand. So you're saying that there's still a thing where you just go out and stand during the national anthem. <laughs> yes. That's still a thing. Yes. Okay. In a small minority of teams, but it is still a thing. All right. Hmm. Uh, the entire team of Seattle Seahawks stayed in the locker room. Okay. So was that was that like okay? We just don't want to get involved in the controversy. No. We're just trying to. Or was that a form of protest as well? <laughs> Let's think this one through. Where's the guy uh, who uh, had the cop incident? Right. right. He's right. Seattle. Where's Where's right. Richard Sherman play? Yes. That's Seattle. Um, yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna chalk that. That's one up. a protest. Who, who made the tackle and raised his fist in the air? Which team was that? Last week, like two weeks ago. Anyway. I, I don't remember. I, I don't recall. I don't remember. Was it Bennett? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. I don't want to say if I'm not positive after tackle. Let's come and on, I, Google. I guess we're supposed to be okay oh. with, with it, it is Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're supposed to be okay with whatever these guys decide to do. And, you know, it's their it's their free speech and all of that stuff. And I guess so. But, I you know, it's just stupid. Nobody's saying you don't have the right to do it, but it's just wrong to be doing it. I don't want to be subjected to it. I don't know any NFL fan that wants to be subjected to this. Yeah, we just beat with it all the time. And then when you got that little oasis on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday night, Sunday night football, Thursday night football, the last thing you want to do is have a fist stuck in your face in protest of something or taking a knee and then the network focusing on it. And it's kind of interesting because all the networks are in collusion with these players now because uh, they won't show the booing fans uh, who are really not appreciative of their protest. They they don't they don't pan to the crowd at all, and they should be. They should show these players. Hey, here's how your fans are reacting. These are the guys paying your salary. You want to keep doing this? Really? Is it that important to you? Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just speak the line? Who pays your salary? And you didn't sing that for the audience? Yeah, we're, we're going to do that later. Oh, cool. Yeah, Can't we'll wait. do that later. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's 
it's wonderful that this is spreading to every aspect of our life. In Florida, there's a mom speaking out against her elementary school because her six-year-old son wanted to kneel during the Pledge of Allegiance on Monday. Okay, first of all, the six-year-old kid doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't know anything about this. He doesn't know why he'd be doing it. He just thinks it's cool because he (laughs) saw NFL players do it. You can't tell me the six-year-old understands the protest. I don't even understand the protest. I don't know what they're protesting. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) I mean, certainly the six-year-old doesn't. Eugenia McDowell told ABC News she had no idea that her son was going to kneel. Something likely inspired. So she didn't even talk to him about it. So you know he knows nothing about this. (laughs) Right. But she was publicly, he was publicly admonished by his teacher. In a text informing the mother, the teacher said, I knew where he had seen it. But I did tell him that in the classroom, we're learning what it means to be a good citizen. We're learning about respecting the United States of America and our country symbols and showing loyalty and patriotism and that we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Good. Good. Hmm. What that was, what that said to me was that him taking a knee was the exact opposite. He was disrespectful of, well, yes, mom, he was disrespectful of the country. He was being disrespectful of the flag. Her son says the teacher told him to stand up and to stop it. (laughs) So what? There's all kinds of rules in school that you got to follow. Dress codes, codes of conduct. That's just one of them. Okay? You're six years old. Stand up and shut up. Put your hand over your heart and say the pledge. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, We're just tweeting out at Pat Unleashed the list of NFL teams and the way they're protesting, or if they're protesting. It's got every team in the NFL, and then it has whether they took a knee, sat on the bench, raised a fist, stayed in the locker room, and locked arms. Tells you how many did what. So it's pretty cool if you want to check out your favorite NFL team and check on what they're doing uh, on your behalf then uh, you can just go to Twitter and use the hashtag TellPat uh, when you tweet at us, if you would, at Pat Unleashed. 888 Also, were we Facebook living the second hour? Yes, uh, the first segment, an hour two. So coming up a half an hour from now, Facebook Live. Which is awesome. We're going to do, um, I think what we're going to do is the best audio of all time. So if you've got some audio clips from the past that you are particularly fond of, oh. I mean, there are some classics, and we're going to review them uh, just just for fun and to kind of let our hair down and have a little fun because it's it's another tough week. Mm. Um, but that includes, you know, Miss South Carolina from 2007, <laughs> if you want, you know, the maps thing, U.S. <laughs> Americans and maps, some Alex Jones uh, sound there, Al Sharpton, the high-speed internet woman. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into that coming up. 
a little bit later. Yesterday, Megyn Kelly had Jane Fonda on. And it, I don't think it, you could call it a wild success. Just like everything she's done since she left Fox, frankly. I, it's really strange. It's been because a rough go. It's been really a, a tough year for her ever since the second Donald Trump interview. Um, or maybe it was, yeah, because she did, she did interview him twice, right? Yeah. And yeah. the first one he didn't like. And the second one, she just kind of pandered and, and went soft on him, it seemed like. And that is sort of wrecked it. And uh, then she went to NBC, wasn't on for a long time because of the non-compete clause. And now she's back and it doesn't, you know, she did a few things over the summer with, you know, the, the one night a week deal that she was doing on Sunday night was, it was an interview show. She had Putin on once. I don't even remember who else she had. Really not that memorable. And now she's doing her Today Show. And the first thing she said was she's not doing politics anymore. Okay, well... I, you certainly are, we're all capable of burning out on politics, and maybe that's what happened. But the question people are asking is, well, you seem to be really fired up about it before. Was was that the real thing, or is this the real thing, which is the real you? And so she's had some weird, awkward moments. Uh, she had the cast of Will and Grace on and did some weird statement about <laughs> Uh, she brought up a, a super fan who's gay, and she asked him something to the f- the, the effect that um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, mm. so okay, he got his name is Russell Turner. He's a super fan of the show. He was invited on stage by Megan. Okay, and when he got on stage, uh, Kelly said, "Is it true you became a lawyer and you became you became gay because of Will?" <laughs> what? And then she <laughs> said to him. I don't know about the lawyer thing, but I think the Will and Grace thing and the gay thing is going to work out great. <laughs> what? What? What does that mean? What does that mean? What is that? What do you mean the gay thing's going to work out great? <laughs> That's just, you know what that is. She's pandering. She's just pandering to the NBC crowd. Uh, and maybe she has to do that. I, I don't know. So Will and Grace actress Deborah Messing responded to an Instagram comment about why she went on Megyn Kelly's show. That's a fail. And she said, honestly, I, I didn't know it was Megyn Kelly until that morning. I was just told on the itinerary that it was the Today Show. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So anyway, yesterday she had Jane Fonda on. And here's what happened when uh, when she had Jane on and, and what she asked her. I read that you said you felt you're not proud to admit that you've had work done. Why not? We really want to talk about that. <laughs> One of the things people think about when they look at you is how amazing you look. Well, thanks. Good attitude, good posture, mm-hmm. take care of myself. But let me tell you why I, I, I love this movie that we yeah, did, Our yeah. Souls at Night. <laughs> okay, we, we don't care about that. Rather than plastic Jane. surgery. Good attitude, good posture. Yeah. Oh, and a good plastic surgeon. And I was just noticing before she said that about posture, I was looking at the monitor and I was like, man, she's all slouched and stuff. What's her problem there? You know? And then she makes a point to say, oh, good posture is what's getting me through. Uh, no, it's not, actually not. No. And she's a heinous person. I mean, she, she her, our, our military veterans, especially Vietnam veterans, <clears throat> can't stand her. 
Uh, and it's because of her conduct during the Vietnam War, which she's kind of apologized for, I think, since. But that's pretty tough to let that one go. Pretty tough. When she sat on uh, an anti-aircraft gun that North, North Korea had, or North Vietnam, North Vietnam had shot down some of our American uh, pilots with, uh, it, that's... That's a tough one. So I was looking to see if she's ever apologized to veterans, uh, Vietnam veterans. Um, I see where she Seems regrets. Like she, she regrets, yes. Did she actually say, I'm yes. sorry for what I did? I'm not seeing that. Mm-mm. Let me see. I, I don't know because I've got a pop-up ad here and it's just really fun. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll I, try to find out here. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, it was a mistake. She says a mistake. I don't oh, know. Oh, it was definitely a mistake. Yes. Uh, that's... That's an understatement. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, she was a little indignant about being asked. And, and sitting right next to her is was Robert Redford, who's... How old is Robert Redford now? He's got to be... He looks it. I mean, he's still, you know... Who are we to talk? 81. But at 80, 81, wow. Mm-hmm. So the two of them have a movie out. And uh, uh, I'm sure it's something... Uh, <laughs> I ain't getting my dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's going to be riveting. Just the name of it. Uh, what was the name of that stupid show? Yeah, I, I didn't even uh, include that in the story because <laughs> I don't care. But uh, should be interesting to see how that performs. Our souls at night, Pat. Our souls at night. <laughs> Not to be confused with our souls at day. So I think Megan's going to have a tough time when she gets, you know, she's gonna, she's going to get lefty celebrities like this on the show and they're not going to treat her well and so who knows what is going to come of this i don't know we'll have to see triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three also uh we told you about the facebook amenities uh yesterday that we were going to get into this a little bit Hmm. uh one of the most desirable employees in silicon silicon valley is facebook and they've built a a small town square for their staff at their headquarters and when you drive up to the to the building, you leave your car with the valet. Uh, then you can work out at their gym, which is state of the art. You can uh, take a bicycle for a tune-up, drop off your dry cleaning there, stop by the company dentist or doctor's office for a checkup or a diagnosis to get... Uh, I think you can even, they'll dispense uh, medicine for you. You can play video games in the arcade. <laughs> you can get a, you can get a haircut at the barber shop. All of this is free. You can eat all day for free. Does, I, does anybody get any work done at Facebook? Keeping all of those amenities running requires an army, though. An army of subcontractors. Uh, including bicycle mechanics, security guards, and janitors. Now, the story is kind of a has a nasty spin to it because um, Maria Gonzalez is a janitor at face, Facebook. She's part of that battalion of people that <clears throat> sort of services the service the Facebook employees get. She said she likes working at Facebook, uh, and she doesn't re- resent the engineers and product managers she cleans up after. She <laughs> says, I know they're the ones that are making the money. They're the ones doing the hard job and getting fair pay. But she's making 15 bucks an hour as a janitor. Wow. That's way over minimum. Isn't that like double minimum wage? I don't know. I'm going to check. It's almost old. double minimum wage. So that's even pretty good. 
Let's see here. Hold on. 15, now, when you 20, live 40. when you live in Northern California, that doesn't go very far. Yeah. But you know, you can't you can't raise the minimum wage to eighty bucks an hour to compensate for that. Hmm. If that were a salary, that would be uh, thirty one thousand two hundred dollars a year. Not bad mm-hmm. for unskilled labor, right? Uh, Gonzalez said they have free laundry, haircuts, free food at any time, free gym. All the regular things that we have to pay for, but they they have it for free. Uh, She said, with her husband, she spends more than half of their combined income on rent in nearby San Jose. Now, that's not the fault of Mark Zuckerberg. I'm no fan of Zuckerberg. He's an idiot. But... (laughs) The, the He's housing, a rich idiot. The housing <laughs> price in Northern California is not his problem. Right. Uh, she says it's not the same for janitors. We just leave with the check. Well, yeah, the check's 31000 a year, which is pretty good when you're doing janitorial work. I mean, what, what would you make in Mexico for that? I don't know. Not 15 bucks an hour, tell you that. The $500 billion company has been conscientious about ensuring that subcontractors are relatively well-paid relatively (laughs) wow they also have benefits like uh paid sick leave um they have vacations and there's a new four thousand dollar new child benefit so if you have a baby they give you four thousand (laughs) bucks how do where do i get an application for this place (laughs) right and can i do it from here now see that'd be the key if you can work at facebook from texas then you pay the texas housing price but get the Facebook salary. Mm. However, you're not getting the amenities at the Facebook building then. But it's kind of interesting because Facebook, Google, and Apple have all built these amazing new palaces for their for their employees. Yeah. The new uh, the new Apple headquarters in um, Cooper, Cupertino, California, w- was two and a half billion dollars. It's that spaceship looking thing. Wow. Have you seen that? No. It's it's a round building. It's got hundreds of thousands of square feet. And in in the ring, inside the uh, circle, they've created a forest and a sitting place oh, and nice. this beautiful green area. You might or might not thing. about Look to be able thing. to be ready to tweet this out. I might or might not be You're ready. You're going to be ready shortly. Okay. At Pat Unleashed. We'll, we'll tweet out the photo. You, it's pretty impressive. Wow. Uh, I, I, there's like... I don't know, a billion trees or something inside that ring and then all around the outside of the ring. Uh, these are kind of cool places to work. And isn't Amazon or, yeah, Amazon trying to, I don't know, they're, they're looking. Remember Jeffy had that thing where uh, one of the towns here was a Frisco was trying yes. to lure Amazon Campus right. 2 or whatever it was. Right, yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, Facebook, you know, they're building out something near me. Uh, they've been working on it for a couple of years now i think it's just gonna be like a data center which of course i thought you needed to keep those um those machines really cool so they always like to build near a body of water so i don't understand the thought process there i honestly have no idea but uh, no there's a huge facility out near where i live um out near north uh fort worth that's true on the the servers yeah you got to keep the servers cool with water and that's why you need a supply of water and that's why the nsa said said that they picked uh, Salt Lake City, <laughs> the desert for their headquarters. It's a desert. You went there for the water, right? Uh, that's kind of a bad move. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, providing a solid foundation for the survival of your family, it's more important today than ever before. I mean, all we've seen the last month and a half 
are natural disasters and people ill-prepared for them. Don't let that happen to you. With all this craziness, all the disasters that are going on, it's time to take care of yourself and your family. When things go wrong, you can't depend on FEMA. You can't, you can't depend on the government to be there and provide everything you need. So you need a plan. Call My Patriot Supply, America's most trusted food storage provider. I trusted them for my supply and uh, my backup plan, and you should too. Right now, you can get a 102-serving survival food kit for less than a dollar per serving. Just call them right now and talk to them. They'll walk you through the process. If you want to do less than that, you can. If you want to do a little bit more than that, or a lot more than that, you can. And they'll take you through that process as well. 888-411-5293. 888-411-5293. Or at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-933-93, 888-933-93. We're going to uh, Facebook Live at the top of the hour, so you can check us out there as well. Always, you could go to uh, uh, On Demand and, and Podcast and iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. It's all over the place. We're everywhere. Uh, so if you miss any portion of the show or miss a whole show, you can always check back in with us on, uh, on podcast, and, and we'll be there too. Uh, as we are on Twitter, and that's at Pat Unleashed. Use the hashtag TellPat. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Julie in Tennessee. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hey. Hey. Hi, Pat Keith. Um, you know, I, I was doing some research um, on this whole football uh, anthem thing. Mm-hmm. Back before two thousand and nine, players did not come out onto the field till after the singing. I found video proof of it. Oh, really? They came running out. If you look it up, hmm. they came running out right after the anthem. Yeah, and they a big, big, you know, production on that. Now, the thing about it is, the Department of Defense, the National Guard, using taxpayer money, they were actually they have been funding this this flag promotion, patriotism, all this stuff, and now it's it's been turned into a polarizing event. Right. So there's something going on that we still aren't privy to. I have my own suspicions, but before 2009, they weren't out on the field. They weren't hmm. out there, and I don't want to say forced to, because we, we should all you know, believe in our country and all that. But there's something more going on. But if you go back before 2009, they were running out on after the singing of the National Anthem, and people have forgotten that. Yeah, I, and I think it's a, a, an intentional way to distract us divide us and polarize the situation oh but they say they're doing it for unity so they're not if, <laughs> if you go if you if you go now i'm going to go out on this if you go to Salinsky's rules for radicals yeah rule uh rule number 13 because i did a little research on this uh-huh. rule number 13 you freeze it personalize it and polarize it uh they're just, they're great at that right yep and that's 
that's how I, I'm looking at it, because I'm thinking, what, what is the reason for this? Yeah. And I, it's got to be something like that. And you may be right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Julie. Casey in uh, Washington, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pam. Hey. Love the new show. It's Thank outstanding. You. I wanted to let you know, as a veteran, I got very upset with all the uh, flag things, and especially these people that never actually served our country uh, go down to the knee, and then they're, they come up, and then, of course, there's falsification of police reports and what's on them. Yeah. But when, um, when you were talking about Jane Fonda, she had gone over there and, of course, upset a whole bunch of us when, uh, when I was at back headquarters in the Vietnam era, as I call it. And um, uh, the next day after she apologized to us Americans and vets, she was wearing a Shea Rivera T-shirt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, there's no question she's got socialist leanings. And there's no question she's, there's some kind of antipathy for the United States of America and I think the military. And she just got so much flack. It, was she really sorry for what she did or was she sorry because of the backlash? I don't know. Um, but yeah. I, I think you got caught up. You it, ought to have a section of the show called the gray area. And that would be outstanding to uh, figure out those little things that are odd. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, that's kind of in the works, actually. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, Scott in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, uh, Pat. I'm so glad you have your show. It's awesome. I just wanted to say that you had a call yesterday that was that basically said that love wouldn't work, that he said, good luck with that, that love wouldn't break <laughs> down barriers. And I can say from personal experience as a, as a military officer, as an 18-year veteran of two wars that it does work you get to work with people from all different races and backgrounds Mm -hmm. and when they know that you love them when they know that you care about them you can have honest discussions and they you can come to an understanding i know that from personal experience that it works that love breaks down all the barriers i i think so and I, i you know we've tried this the other way haven't we we've We've beat our heads against the wall doing it, uh, just yelling back and forth at each other. Um, and yeah. that that has gotten us here. So, <laughs> you know, either we resort to civil war, mm. which would seem to be the next step along the lines of beating our heads against the wall, or we we try a completely different tactic, and that's, that's love them. And then see if we can quietly talk to them and maybe uh, come to an understanding. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. I, I believe that, too. And, you know, England, Dan, and John Ford Coley said it best when they said, love is the answer. That's beautiful. They said, uh, name your price, a ticket to paradise. I can't stay here anymore. And I've looked high and I've looked low. Wow. But from shore to shore to shore, there's a shortcut. I'd have found it, but there's no easy way around it. Hmm. Light of the world, shine on me. Love is the answer. That's kind of long-winded wisdom, I think. <laughs> I thought I thought at first, you know, this is good. This is tight, you know. Love is the answer. But and then it just, just kept going. Probably huh? should have left it there. You think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's possible. Uh 888-727. No. 888-900-3393. Right. Almost went down the wrong road there. Uh 800-888-900-3393. Wait, what's going to happen when you fill in for Glenn some Then point? I'm going to be complete I'll probably give this phone number on yep. that show. And then you come in here and do your show and give right. that it's just going to be It's just going to be crazy. madness. You got to spell stuff out like uh 888-900 dude D E W D. No? Now cuz D E W D isn't a word, so. Ah. 
Ah, it's phonetic. That's the only problem. It's phonetic. The only problem. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's been in the Supreme Court since 1867, I think. 70-ish. Okay. Right in there somewhere. Uh Yeah. Uh, she Close. was she was on with Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose did a uh, an interview with her, and she's just wonderful. He asked her about the election of Hillary Clinton, and uh, watch this. It's pretty self explanatory. Here's when Ruth do you think Bader. was your woman as president? When do I think? Mm-hmm. Well, we came pretty close. Yes. Oh my! You uh, think sexism played a role in that campaign? Uh, do I think so? Yes. I have no doubt that it did. Yeah. Yeah! 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 Decisive. What? That it was decisive. Oh. Decisive. There In other so, words, so if Hillary Clinton things. had been a man, she would have won that election going so, away. There's so ridiculous. many things that might have been decisive, but that uh-huh. was a major, major fact factor. No, no, it was not. Was no, it wasn't. You're not clapping against. So. Now, see, first of all. To me, that's indicative of maybe we don't need 85-year-old people in these positions of power anymore. Is it? Is it just me? Is it? Does she not seem as sharp as maybe she once was? <laughs> right. Don't we want sharp Supreme Court justices in office? And, and where do you even get this sexism thing? Hmm. What proof do you have that it was a major, a major issue in the election that's just nonsense hmm. ah just what oh, proof do we have hillary gotta, a woman Sorry. just gotta dismiss these people oh 888 it's pat gray unleashed pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 It is Pat Gray. This is the Blaze. Uh, we've been thinking about doing uh, a show like this for quite a while, uh, and that's just breaking out some of the best audio clips from the past and uh, just playing them and, and reviewing in our minds. The wonderful moments that we've had in the past with this audio. Uh, and so if you've got any favorites uh, from the past, then let us know at 888 Hopefully we still have it um, on on file here. Uh, <laughs> but it's things like this from Hank Johnson that show you just what great hands we're in. We're in such good hands with our representatives. Mm. When you've got people like this who've been in office for, you know, upwards of 30 or 40 years. My, my fear is that uh, the that. whole island will uh, become so talking about Guam. overly populated that it mm-hmm. will tip over and, and, uh, uh, and capsize. And just capsize, because they were going to send 10,000 Marines to Guam. Yeah, I forget what the issue was that we were going to send them there, but we were going to send 10,000 Marines to Guam. And... <laughs> His concern <laughs> was that if we did that, and they were all on one side of the island, sure, the Guam would just tip over and capsize. 
And you find I mean, that funny? Because, I mean, that's physics, Pat. It's hard to believe <laughs> the stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe. And the guys in Congress. Oh, that That's right up there. Do you have, uh, maybe you don't have Nancy Pelosi with the uh, Great Depression? Uh, yeah, I have that somewhere. Okay. But first, I sure. wanted to, sure. the, the response to it from the Marine Common <laughs> Commander was fantastic. Uh, we don't anticipate that. They- <laughs> <laughs> it's so respectful, and yet it kind of conveys everything you want to convey back to him. Uh, we don't anticipate that um, because it can't happen. <laughs> you know, it's just impossible. <laughs> you could put every person on Earth on Guam, and it wouldn't tip over and uh, capsize. So... Uh, his his <laughs> his fears were somewhat unfounded there. Uh, this was always one of our favorites. This is from this is where the uh, song sprang from. Uh, Chris Matthews was interviewing somebody from uh, Americans for Prosperity, mm-hmm. I believe, and it, everybody knows Americans for Prosperity. It's a mainstream uh, right of center group, obviously, that believes in lower taxes. And he was on with Chris Matthews talking to him about, I don't know, taxes or or immigration or whatever. And this happened. You know, I work for Americans for Prosperity. This is not about well, the Koch brothers. This is about freedom for well, Who's in, in, paying your salary? <laughs> I work for Americans for Prosperity or who's a nonprofit. Who's paying your salary? Uh, unions are... Americans for Prosperity. I came here to talk about the policy, and this no, is about freedom. This is about economic liberty. Who's paying your salary to I do what you're you, doing right now? I just told. <laughs> I just told you, Americans for Prosperity. We're five hundred one c four, and we've been advocating. What's I'm sorry. That? Who's paying your we to do this today? I I just. I just told you, Americans for You're Prosperity, we're question. a nonprofit. We're for. Okay, I just we're told you what anywhere. the answer is. I came on here to. I came here to talk about policy. I know, this is but about I freedom for workers. My I family were union workers, it. and they had to leave the state a long time ago. So you're not, just to make this clear, Mr. King, you're the president of an international union. You were elected and you serve and you get paid by the union. I understand that. I just want to understand with this other fellow how he finances his being here today because there's a real question whether you're a front for the owners, for the people that really don't like unions. And you tell me you're not, you won't answer the question who's paying your salary. He's answered the question 10 times. What's that? Who pays? Who's paying? We have over 3,000 donors here in this. Americans for Prosperity. I told you we're a nonprofit, just like the Red Cross, just in, like any other nonprofit. One last question. I know the funding relationship of Mr. King, as I said, he was elected president of an international union that's got a good reputation. Your organization, I want to know more about. Again, for the fifth time, who pays your salary? <laughs> he told you. I told you I work for Americans for Prosperity, and just who like the Red Cross, we have over three thousand donors. I told you, Americans for Prosperity. <laughs> and who's that? And who's that? What's that? Who pays the That's a nonprofit. We have over 87,000 activists. One of the weirdest. Uh, the Koch brothers behind you. We have, no. we, we have over 87,000. We have over 87,000 members here in Michigan. I think you guys are working for the Koch brothers and you're not denying it. So I can understand what we're talking about. He's not denying it. He told you about a hundred times. It's Americans for prosperity. That's who I work for. That is. That was weird. That was just. I mean. Almost psychotic. What's that? Who pays? Oh, we need we need that uh, third microphone up. What's that? Who pays? That led to this all-time classic. What's that? 
raise your salary. What's that? Who pays? What's that? And of course, the rest is history. The rest is history. Um, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I mean, this you're unbalanced. You're out of control when you just keep saying it. You just keep asking the same question that he's answered over and over again. What's that? Americans for Prospect. But who pays your salary? What's that? It's it's a nonprofit organization. They pay my salary. What what do I have to say to get it? He was waiting for him to say, the Koch brothers pay my salary. Okay? It's the Koch brothers. But that's not who pays his salary. Jeez. I mean, unbelievable. Hey, the unbelievable. Good th- the good thing from that sound clip from Chris Matthews, and there are very rare good things coming from Chris Matthews' sound clips, yes. is that it was the inspiration <laughs> for the hit. Exactly right. Yes. I mean, so Without some the good, some yes. good came of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, there's, there's no some doubt. Joy brought to Americans around the country with that song. Right? Yes, the inspiration for the most downloaded song of all time. I think we established a couple of days ago. <laughs> I think it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We think. We think. We're not going to go and check. I mean, we're I've not, heard that. We're not going to check. I think it was the most downloaded ringtone and right. the most downloaded song of all time. Most watched YouTube I'm not, video. I'm not positive it's been on reported. that. <laughs> reported. It's been reported. Some have said. <laughs> uh, that Gangnam Style guy thinks he passed yeah. it up, but he didn't. Right. He didn't. <laughs> it, hasn't it been viewed two billion times or something like that? I'm afraid it's to look because that yes. says everything you need to know about humanity right sure now. Does. Sure does. Because that's embarrassing. Do we? How far are we down the list? I mean, I heard you start playing these clips and then I had to come in because there's some great clips in the past from, uh, from our man who is no longer on MSNBC. Which is? Uh, the Reverend. The Reverend Al, and he, you know, mm-hmm. he brought us great joy he over sure the did. years on MSNBC, and he's he's actually missed. When now you we, think about it, if you don't think about I it, you realize, him. you know, I don't really miss him. But if you start thinking about all the, the clips, good stuff oh, that he brought, yeah, we we got to save that because we got to get the uh, we don't have the bullhorn in here. We need that. No, we'll get it. <laughs> so we'll bring the bullhorn in, and then we'll play let, the let, Al Sharpton. Great. Let me read one number to you, and then I'll go and get the bullhorn. 63,891,417 views of Gangnam Style official music video. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Now, that's just the one that came, that's the top one that came up says official music video. Because I thought he was well over a billion. I mean, those uh. guys, we, we, I mean, the Spotify, Spotify million? those guys that's, have already got well, over here's, a Oh, here's another one, wow. uh, 111 million. I mean, you add these yes, together, that's, yeah. that's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Whoa, it's, 2.9 billion. Okay. It's got to be way 2. over 2.9 billion. Yep. Yep. Almost three billion. Got, yeah, because you've got the Spotify ones we just talked about the other day right. that are over a billion. Just that alone on right. Spotify. Yeah. I mean Gangnam Boys. <laughs> and Gangnam <laughs> style. And it was so bad. So Whoa. bad. Whoa. Whoa, I didn't mean to offend you. That's is what? that one of your one of your favorite songs, Jeffy? It was at one time. Yeah. I don't wanna, I don't wanna <laughs> step on your toes there. <laughs> Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Angelica in Illinois. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. I Hi. have a question about what happens to our prison population in case there's a big disaster or, you know, somebody bombs us. Do they just get hmm. locked in and told good luck folks? I have a friend who's in prison for something he didn't do. I wanted to send him one of your drinking straws and he says, No, you can't do that. The water here is terrible. You can't send it to me. What happens to these people? I don't know. In it, well, the case it depends of a on a lot of them. Yeah, they, there was uh, one prison in mm-hmm. uh, down in South Texas uh, when the storm coming through with Harvey. Thanks, Angelica. That they uh, opted to lock them in to stay there. 
Uh, but they were willing to move them. I mean, prisons have been moved out and evacuated. Yeah, I'm sure they'd evacuate. If they had to. Um, but they, uh, the one prison... In- but if you got a high-security prison, you don't want to be evacuating no, those you guys. Uh, no, you do Hundreds not. No, you do not. And I'm sure that most Jeez. Americans... I mean, we're in a different place now, the way we think about prisoners, uh, because of the way the government has reacted in the past. Yeah. But most people would say, heck yeah, we're leaving them there. Tough. Right. It's prison. Suck it up. But that's really not the world we live in anymore. <laughs> do you think it should be? I do. I, I got I got that I impression do. that I you do. do believe it I should do. be. Because I, I like like don't Angelica. commit a crime then if you don't want to die in your cell. <laughs> like Angelica, I mean the people that I know in prison were innocent too. So <laughs> I'm sure you claim that yeah, every time. Absolutely right. Oh man, deny, deny, deny. You never once committed a felony. <laughs> According to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is one of my absolute favorites of all time. We've been playing this one for, I, I don't know, seven years probably. Uh, there, was a, there was some testimony at a hearing in North Carolina about <laughs> high-speed internet. And this woman came in to testify because, I mean, she was suffering. She and her family were suffering. And she tells the committee about it. My name is Rhonda Locklear. Right. I'm from Pembroke. Pembroke. I'm a member of the Lumbee Tribe of North Carolina. Lumbee Tribe. Mm-hmm. I have two children. Children. And like any mother. Like any mother. I want the best for my boys. The best for her boys. Jacob, my oldest. Oldest. There's no L in her words. There's no L in children. And there's no L in oldest. She's fighting for her children, Pat. Don't. Oldest. Is a transferring student <clears throat> to UNC Pembroke. Okay. And Isaac is in the eighth grade eighth at Pembroke grade. Middle School. All right, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Like most families. Most families. Across the state. Across the who state. either don't have access to high-speed internet. Don't have access. Who, or who can't afford it. Can't afford it. We were stuck with dial-up service in oh. our home. Oh, no. Until no. two months ago. Until two months ago. They, they've got high-speed now, but oh. they didn't. Two months ago. And this was seven years ago. So for seven years, they've had it. Uh-huh. Seven years and two months. I feel that this has she put my family, at a, my sons in particular, right. at a severe disadvantage. Of course, it's almost like uh, it's almost like they've been beaten with baseball bats. It's almost like they're handicapped now. It's almost like they can't speak or hear or see. That's the kind of, that, that's what this has done to them. Isaac depends on the internet. Of course he does. To for, complete his assignments for school. Or for porn. And, he often uses the internet mm-hmm. to work on reports. Right. Projects. Mm-hmm. Or often, at times. Or often, <laughs> at times. <laughs> to just do research. <laughs> just do research. Researching. Yeah. You know, he researches other things besides school projects. I mean. Like what? Girls, oh. for instance. You got to research that. Right? But. On dial-up, you know how long it takes the pictures to download? Actually, Pat, I do. And yeah, I know frustrating. you do. I know you do. I watched him struggle, <laughs> he struggle with the dial-up service and observed him get frustrated. Oh, he got frustrated. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say that. Please don't say that. Because he could not move around on the web on the like web. he likes like and he needed likes. to do. Like he likes. Seemingly easy assignments <laughs> took him hours to See. complete. Hours. Even easy assignments. It's very disheartening to watch. Oh, man. If you, you don't sad. feel for this family, you <laughs> don't have any feelings. 
Isaac got very upset, upset. discouraged, right. and frustrated. Frustrated. Again, he's frustrated. Because he could not do what he needed to do. Couldn't do it. Could <laughs> not As do a mother. It. As a mother. It breaks my heart. Of course it does. And causes me to feel. It causes her to feel. That I have failed him well, you have. in well, some you have. way. You have. You have failed him. Uh, actually, she uh, won At least that. until two months ago. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? Yeah, she we won. checked back on that later. She just a couple yeah. years ago. They got the high speed. They got it all. They got the, They spent twenty million dollars and they distributed high speed internet to everybody to in the everyone. area. The Lumbee tribe got their free high speed internet. Amen. Is that amazing? Fantastic for them. I'm so <laughs> glad things amazing. are better for Jacob. Now he can move around like he likes. Like he likes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Even the easy projects don't right. take him hours at right. a time anymore. I'm sure he could. You know, there's. There's other things now that make him frustrated. On online gambling, you know, he can do that. <laughs> maybe. That's maybe. Or they could just walk to the Or he could just walk to the casino yeah, on the right Lumbee Tribe place, you know, casino. Uh 888-933-93. Uh Pat Gray unleashed. More coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. A cat can give birth to kittens in the oven. That don't make them biscuits. All-time favorite. That thing, that clip is probably 15 years old. I've kept it ever since. Exactly. That's from uh, Quanell X in Houston, who is a big Houston protester. He's like the Malcolm X of Houston. And he speaks out on every racial issue or every issue and makes it racial. And That's what at, he one, does. at one point, he said because he came into the he came into the studio mm-hmm. when I worked at KPRC Fun with day. his with his uh, posse, with his bodyguards. <laughs> they, they do not travel alone, and they he never never travels alone. Yeah, no. He's always got bodyguards with him. These big guys who look like they're not having any fun, and they are very intimidating. And they all piled into my studio, <laughs> and at one point he said, A cat can give birth to kittens in the oven. That don't make them biscuits. And I couldn't argue with it. You can't. Because I don't know what he means. I have an admission. I don't know what that means. I have an admission. Because mm-hmm. I was with you when, when, when Quan Alex uh, uh-huh. dropped that wisdom on us. And then uh, later on, I ended up in Charleston, South Carolina, where I had removed that audio from our studios in Houston and took it with me because that kind of wisdom doesn't come along too often. No, it doesn't. You need to make sure you have it at the ready whenever. Yeah. Well, a cat can get birth to kittens in the oven. That, that don't, don't make, make them biscuits. That don't make them biscuits? That don't make them biscuits. <laughs> I think... There's no arguing. Now, that. I was told, and this is really cool if it's true, but I don't... He certainly didn't mean it this way, but Malcolm X initially said that is what I've been told. Wait, what? Oh, really? Malcolm X, that's a Malcolm X... I mean, his hero was Malcolm X. Of course, he but. styled his life after Malcolm X. Which is why he named himself Quan LX, and his real name is like Bob Stevens or something. <laughs> but you know, you know when, when the Jamal police Williams, uh, uh-huh. when the police shootings were happening, though, and there is a video. Um, maybe we can find it, and I'll send it out there. But uh, he partook in police training, and he admitted he went through it, and he says, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how impossible <laughs> yeah, of a job that. this is." I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. That, yes. That's cool. 
Yeah, that's it's nice. And the but the other thing but is that still doesn't change that a no, cat could give no, birth. Right. I'm sorry. You're right. They'll make a biscuit. And supposedly somebody told me this, and I can't. I don't know if it's uh, for sure if it's true. But Malcolm X was apparently saying it in regards to illegal aliens. Oh. They can be born in the United States. Oh. That, doesn't that doesn't make them citizens. Make them citizens. And, and that's a good analogy. If a cat gives birth to kittens in an oven, that doesn't that'll make them biscuits. biscuits. Thank you. And if an illegal gives birth to an illegal alien yeah. in this country, that doesn't make them citizens. You know what? That's what I was told. I don't care who said it. I am, that's, uh, that's, that's what, what I, it means. I choose to believe it. Yes. Because it's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. Yes. And it's true. And it holds true even today. It does. It's very true. Uh, 888-933-93. Let's take a couple calls here. Let's go to Lee in Washington. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Lee. Yes, sir. Good morning. Morning. Or afternoon. Um, I, wherever you are. I'm sorry. This is my first time on the radio here. Oh, oh, um, very exciting. My, my question for you is... Whatever happened to personal responsibility? It seems that nobody takes responsibility for their actions anymore. It, yeah. it died. Personal responsibility yeah. died in like 2003. Oh, my God. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. Uh, we lost it. We lost it. I, it was really sick for a it number was of sick years. For a lo- about 40 really years. Sick, and man. it was on an iron lung. It right. was. I've, <laughs> got a, I've got a program from the funeral right Thanks, here. Lee. It's confirmed. It's, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be nice if we could resuscitate it. It really would. It really would be nice. But I don't see it happening. <laughs> Rita in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. 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 I just I just want to know. The judge said that uh, Hillary won because she's a she was a woman. Well, how did she get nominated? I mean, Bernie's a man, but then again, she ought to know she's a Supreme Court judge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And how many women are on the Supreme Court right now? Three? Is it? I think so. Yeah, yes. Right. Uh, her. Her. Uh, Sotomayor. Uh-huh. What's her face? And what's her Kagan. Face? <laughs> yeah, Kagan. Kagan. Yeah. Uh, so there's three. Uh, is that sexism? Yeah, you got the third of the court is women. Uh, that's more than any time that in sure human is. history. So, and you had a nominee who's a woman. So relax on this whole sexism thing. It's just ridiculous. Appreciate I mean, the call. How Thanks, old Rita. is she now, too? I mean, she's 84. 84. It's Oof. ridiculous. And obviously, she's not in peak condition. <laughs> <laughs> According to Hillary, though, she works out and stuff every day, has an exercise routine. No, and... she doesn't. She Workout for her is to get out of bed. <laughs> That's a workout for I Ruth mean, Bader Ginsburg. You could, it was almost, I wasn't sure if it was her or Jane Fonda that was talking about good posture and, <laughs> and uh, sitting up straight. Jane Fonda is in pretty good shape for seventy nine. Well, but she's had like eighty surgeries, hip surgeries, right. and shoulder surgeries, and she didn't want to talk about it though. I know. <clears throat> no. Did you see that interview? Have you seen the Megan show yet? I, I haven't seen every it day. I tune in to yeah to Megan right after today. every day. There seems to be something sort of awkward and uncomfortable on it. I know, and I'm not sure. I don't know why. why. I, but, I love Megan Kelly's show. She's great. She's really smart. She's a good broadcaster. Think she's points. a lawyer. You know, she's obviously attractive. I mean, I I don't know what's happening, though, here on this NBC to thing. Me that she's out of her point, element Yes. Here. It would seem to me that at that point when Jane Fonda says, you really want to talk about this? That's when Megan says, uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. 
Uh, right. We do want to talk about that. Right. Jane, uh, we'll get to your movie. Right. But right now, let's talk about that. Yes. Instead, she tries to pantsy foot around and yeah. play the little NBC lefty. Oh, ha, 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 ha. let's talk about you and Robert Which is making what love she did. at night on your new movie. It's what she did the second time with, with Trump. Donald Trump. And that started this downhill slide. Yeah. So I think too bad. Uh, it is. It's it too is. Bad. I kind of like that word, though, now. Pantsy foot. Pantsy foot That's around. That's what she was doing. She was pantsy foot. Right. <laughs> she was. And I, it's, it's agonizing because you want her. That's what, I mean, uh, I do anyway. That's I would like to have to Megan succeed. say, does you really want to talk about this mm-hmm. now? Yes. Yes, Miss Fonda. I, I do. do. I, I do. do. You you made the quote. I'm just repeating it to you. Yeah. So let's so, chat a little. Yeah. <laughs> you came to me to promote your horrible <laughs> ah, movie. Okay. Right. So we'll talk about what I want to talk about. Exactly. And if she gets up and hobbles off, Good. That'd be a story. Yes. Then you get some viewers coming to your, Thank you. Coming to your show. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Keith in Arizona. Hey, Keith, you're on the blaze. Hey, hey, Pat, how's it going? Doing good. Good. I love you guys' show. You guys Thank are you. awesome. And I got a sound clip from the past for you. Okay. I'm sure, uh, Jeff, you'll remember. It was a lady who was doing a news interview, and she would. She oh, said, yeah. uh, I saw it on the news, man. <laughs> I love, of course, I love her. <laughs> I've got to see yeah. if we have that still. If, if you don't. Um, I do. Thanks, it's, in, it's in our system somewhere because I used to yeah, play we're it find on, a, that. on a, a canceled broadcast. The, uh, I saw it on the news, yeah. man. Yeah, she was great. I, I heard it on the news. What, That's was it. The, yeah, the on-street uh, call. Have you heard about the potato? It was about the potato thief in uh, up in the northeast somewhere. And uh, I heard it on the news. I was like, "That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. That's it. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> that was like so weird. Great we played that. Clip. We played that oh, over, and play. over and over and over again on Pat and Stu. Triple eight Here's a classic from the past. Now this thing is ten years old now. I personally believe yes that U.S. Old. Americans US are Americans unable are to do unable so to do so because uh, some some. People out there in our People nation don't have that. Don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed- education, like, our such, edu- as like South such as Africa and South Africa. The, the Iraq, everywhere the Iraq. like such as. Everywhere and like such as. I believe that. Have you been to everywhere like such as? <laughs> I've been to, not everywhere, but I've been to like such as. Have is, you been there? It's really, it's beautiful this time of year. Is that kind of like the Ohio State University? Uh, the uh, Iraq? Sort of. Similar? Sort of like the yeah. Iraq and everywhere like, like such as, as. They should, uh, should. Our education, our over, education here over here in the U.S. Should, in the help, US. The should US. help the U.S. Or, or should help or no. South Africa. South Africa. It should help the Iraq and the Asian countries <laughs> so we will be able to build up our future. <laughs> so we can build up our future. You just want to... When you watch it, I know that it's 10 years old. It's still priceless. I know that it's 10 years old, and it actually started the the classic, we've got to get clips from the beauty pageant people. It, yes, I think you're right. For the last 10 yeah, years, we've had yeah. some. We've, they've been try, still trying to, they've been trying like to mine for gold yeah. like this. But and She was just you, so woefully yes. prepared for any kind of, you When know. you watch that, I mean, at, in the first time you watch it, it's like, because all someone she's been just, prepared someone stop for, her. Someone she's stop been her. prepared to to talk about children, to talk about South Africa, to talk about Iraq, to talk about preparing for our future. That's all she does. So she's desperately clinging to <laughs> every cliche she can think And you almost, I mean, as as a person watching, you're going, oh please, somebody stop her. Just someone stop her. Help, somebody but help as, her. But as a broadcaster, I'm going, don't you dare stop. Her. I know. Don't you dare stop her. I know. We would we would have missed out on priceless audio <laughs> for ten. Solid years. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Let it go. 888-933-93. We also have uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up here in a sec on Pat Gray Unleashed.
Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Going to get back to the uh, greatest audio of all time coming up in a second here. But first, let me tell you about Cosmo Hertz Kids and their campaign. Uh, Cosmo Hertz Kids founder is Victoria Hurst. The name sounds familiar because it's she's of the Hurst family, and the Hearst Corporation actually is the publisher of Cosmopolitan magazine, which is known as Cosmo. But she believes Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children. So the comp- campaign isn't trying to censor the, the magazine at all. They, they don't want to put them out of business. They don't want them to change what they do. You know, they're always going to do what they do and have these wonderful articles about how you can sexually please every person. And I think it's the same article every month. They just regurgitate it. Anyway, all she wants to have happen here is for the state's material harmful to my- minors laws be applied to Cosmopolitan magazine like it is to other forms of porn. And then that way, the stores can't sell Cosmo to kids under 18. It protects them. If you believe in this, like I do, um, you can still believe in free speech and this campaign. Go to CosmoHurtsKids.com and check it out and get some more information. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. All right, let's go to uh, Tim in Michigan. Hey, Tim, you're on the blaze. Hello, friend. Hey, I love the show. You guys are rock stars doing great. Thanks. My audio suggestion is a timeless classic, arguably (laughs) the greatest song of all time. Whoa. Uh, Run, Warren, run. (laughs) Such you can. (laughs) I think I I have that. I mean, Uh, it's a great song, but I mean, I don't know that I would say, I mean, there's (laughs) other songs that are arguably the mm. best songs ever. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I this ranks know. up there. I agree with you, Tim. It ranks right up there. <laughs> Appreciate the the call. I, the original song by by whoever did that for Elizabeth Warren was like, Elizabeth Warren is wonderful because she is. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I did this. All right. <clears throat> People think we should have a woman president because we should. <laughs> you know, I think they Tim's also right. think we should have someone named because we never had <laughs> more important people think the seas are rising because they are <laughs> people think there's income inequality because there is <laughs> and they think there's global warming and climate change climate chaos climate catastrophe because there is <laughs> no one tim's right think he's right he's right because they are <laughs> This is really good. You gotta run, Liz, run, cause you're a call me, run. Probably a mommy, run, Liz, run. It's a tsunami. People think that the rich are evil, cause they are. They especially think that the Koch brothers are icky and they're right. Some people think Obama's. Really perfect because he is. <laughs> they believe it'll be even more important and perfect with Elizabeth Warren because it will. <laughs> you gotta run, Liz, run. Cause you're a call me. Run, Liz, run. You're probably a mommy. Run, Liz, run. 
I, I gotta I, tell you, that's some of my best work of I've all time. I've forgotten just how uh, you know how you hear things, you don't hear things for a while, and you yeah. forget how good they are. Yeah. I mean, it happens to us all it the time. It takes a couple of listens sometimes and to I, really you know, sink I, in. I, I want to apologize to Tim because he was 100. <laughs> percent so wait, so wait a minute. Who pays your salary? Actually, had more downloads than that? No, no. Okay, no. all right. I this one passed no. it. Okay, we, uh, that was misplaced it. on the page. There was a printing yeah. issue. Right. Uh, let's go to Herb in Pennsylvania. Hey, Herb, you're on the blaze. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, two or three weeks before you started your show, when you were with the other three idiots, uh-huh. you you uh, brought up a, a quote by Pelosi. I don't remember if it was a, a news break, something or other, or she was before Congress, but it was one of her favorite idiot sayings about guns, something or other, and it wasn't the one about muskets. It was something else. I forgot. But it, was it something? It, up? it was something about guns and gun rights, or or gun yes. control. Gun control. Her idiot uh, stories. You know. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll have to look for that. I'm because I. It, it, I'm it not, was when you you were still with Glenn and 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 uh, Jeffy and and the other yeah idiots. the other three those idiots. other idiots yeah yeah <laughs> the other three idiots you know yeah, yeah those idiots <laughs> all right we'll look yeah. for that thanks sir yeah we remember those idiots yeah uh, some of those idiots are still around wait in the same call he called Pelosi an idiot I know so is he equating mm-hmm. oh and Nancy yes, Pelosi he, yes he is that's not kind that's um, just Herb's favorite word is idiot but. While I'm looking for the Pelosi gun thing, what about the Pelosi word thing? Yes. <laughs> if that's not a classic, there there are no, no classics. They ask me all the time, what is your favorite time. this? What is your favorite, favorite that? that? What's your favorite? What's your favorite, favorite that? 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 One time, what is your favorite word? Yeah, right. I mean, that, I, <laughs> shut up. It, this gets more ludicrous with time. It sure it? does. It sure does. <laughs> They ask you all the time, what's your favorite word? What's your Has favorite? anyone else on this planet been asked, hey, what's your favorite word? <laughs> Nobody's been asked that. And I said, my favorite word, that's that easy. is really easy. That's really easy. My favorite word is, is the word. The word. <laughs> but, that's, but that's two words. She was more so good. Stupid. Oh, man. Is the word. Is the word. And that is everything. It's it everything. says it all for us. Does says it, it all. Does the it. word. You know the biblical reference. You, you know, know the gospel the, reference. Yeah, we, we got it. All right. And you know. Uh, that. And that. Word. Word. <laughs> is, uh, is. Is the word. We right. have to give voice. Give to voice. what that means in terms of uh, this was beginning, public policy that would be in keeping with the values. And can you believe that? And and she's saying that you've got to give that voice in public policy. Now, if Is somebody else had said, you've got to give the word of God, the word of Jesus, in a, a voice in public policy, they'd be hammered out of office. They're already doing it, right? They're already beating right? up Judge Roy Moore. Roy Moore, in office. who talks about God, is being, is, is being bludgeoned right now. On top of which, but Roy Moore doesn't also say that and then say, ah, go ahead and have an abortion. Thank you. Ah, go ahead. Yes. That's fine. Don't worry. Right. And then you go I believe in Catholicism against... 100%. I'm Nancy Pelosi. I was raised in the Catholic Church. Ah, go ahead. Have an abortion. Oh, yeah. Encouraged. Yeah, go ahead. Don't worry about it. She's got like 100% NARAL rating. Oh, uh, easy. I mean, it's that's unbelievable. What an it's... unbelievable pandering babbling nonsensical such a hypocrite minute and 20 seconds that looking was looking around dc these days 
plenty of those hypocrites oh, yeah. everywhere you uh, Pat, uh, Ellie on the board would like you to uh, play the uh, Nancy Pelosi talking about uh, Lee Manuel Miranda, the, the, the name she butchered a oh, couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. I don't know if you still have that oh. in the system. Yeah, because the word thing was almost the, was the start of the downfall. That's what I was getting at, where they asked me your favorite. Oh, so, where she's Now she's even worse, right? I mean, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. she can't yeah. say. She can't she was, say I mean, this other guy. This was name. the beginning of her denture issue. She's, <laughs> it's not a denture issue. Here's the Kaepernick thing. He should see this as an opportunity. Somebody, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, doing what he did says this flag enables me to do this okay and this might be this might be what you're talking about oh no that's just the dreamer thing no oh, here it is here it is that was here it is then manuel then manuel miranda amen then manuel miranda is the great creative <laughs> talent then manuel miranda took the story of our founding and imbued it with a fresh life and infectious spirit uh-huh then while I was continuing, then <laughs> while I am truly, uh, truly convinced, we celebrate Lin Manuel Miranda, what? a man gifted Who? by the muse of history. Thank you, Lin Manuel. Thank you, Lin Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> And then that ma- maniacal laugh at the end. <laughs> I'm so screwed up. I wish I, I wish I could get some good denture glue. So strange. I wish it was as easy as denture grip to to fix her because uh, that'd be easy. That yeah, would be that would easy. Be. Uh, be. This problem goes a little deeper, I fear. Um, I so. And I, you know, I don't know if there's something wrong with her. Or she just she just continues to be stupid. No, I, I don't know. No, you got you know. nailed it. Getting there. worse. Yeah, I, it's getting worse. And I don't know how old she is. Probably seventies, right? Probably oh, mid, this is be mid like, 70s. What, 70, yeah, it's 76, probably something like that. Has to be. Right. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, let's see. We also have, because uh, Elon Musk is talking about going to Mars, and he's got a new plan that he's developing in a new architecture drawing. He's He says within 50 to 100 years. So none of us are going to be here for that. In 50 to 100 years, there's going to be a city on Mars with a million people in it. Do you believe that? I don't know. I don't believe that. How many years? Just 50 to 100. Now, Glenn said on his show, I was on a show earlier to promote mine, and he said it was within 10 years. No, that's that's not what he said. He said within 50 to 100, though. Uh, it, it would be a, a city of a million people. But let's just think back 50 years. What is that, 1967? What are some things from 1967 that if you had gone back in time to tell them, hey, we're going to have... Oh yeah, computers I mean, in your hand, yeah. basically. I mean, sure, like, it, it's it maybe I don't maybe. know. Maybe, yeah, maybe smarter people than me. Well, mm. I mean, they're not in Congress as we've illustrated today, but there well, are that's for sure many, many. But the, I mean, how long does it take to get to Mars? I mean, it's, six it's a months. Serious trip to Mars. It's not like you're hopping right. in the car and going right, right now. Right now, it takes six months. Right now, it takes Who six knows? months. So, that's could true. we get there sooner? I don't know. Maybe later. Yeah, uh, but we're not working on that right now. You know, NASA's not really doing that. Um, I guess Lockheed Martin is doing it with Elon Musk, and that's the way you probably should do it is through the private sector. But right now, there's no capability to get to Mars in less time. So, And we don't even have a vehicle right. to do it. And I'm all for the private sector. However, Elon Musk uh, is a firm believer in the private sector Mixed along with, with the government. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's made a lot of money from us. But... Lest we forget about going to Mars and how dangerous that is, we need to refer to something we found out on Alex Jones's show. This may strike your listeners as way out, but no. we actually believe that there is a colony on Mars huh? that Already. is populated by so children who were kidnapped 
and sent into space on a 20-year ride. Okay. It's populated by kids who were kidnapped and sent into space on a 20-year ride. Now, why it took 20 years, I don't know. Because, again, it's a six-month trip. Wait, for what purpose were they sent there, though? That's what I want to know. You're about to find out, Keith. You're about to find out, my friend. Be ready to be chilled to the bone. Uh, So that once they get to Mars, they have no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. No alternative. Uh, There's all kinds of... Look, I know 90% of the the NASA missions are secret, and I've been told by high-level NASA engineers that that you have no idea. There's so much stuff going on, but then it goes off into all that. I mean, that's the kind of thing the media jumps on, but I know this... We see a bunch of a mechanical wreckage on Mars, and people say, oh, look, it looks like you know a mechanics. They go, oh, you're a conspiracy terrorist. Clearly, they don't want us looking into what's happening. Every they time don't. probes go over, they turn them off. Clearly, they don't right. want you looking into it. Clearly. Don't even look at the Mars sex slaves. Don't even worry about that. The probes Clearly, go- they don't want us to. After the probes go over, they shut the lights off. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. That is unbelievable. That's so good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You got more of this in your phone call coming up so here good. on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. It's one of my all-time <laughs> favorites, right there. I love the Al Roker. I pooped in my pants. Why Audio. he felt it was necessary? I know that he had his stomach stapled, right? So he had the surgery, and I guess and he's it's trying a problem. To, it is yeah. a problem with people who have had their stomach stapled. Yeah, because you can't eat as much. And when you do, or you eat something that's <clears> extra spicy, well, this for a little bit. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. But then he goes on. If you remember that, remember he went on to talk about how he stashed him and threw him away yeah. in the trash, yeah. the White House. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Uh, not horribly, but enough that I knew. Which is a common side effect of this surgery. Exactly. Exactly. And so, <clears throat> so you know, I was panicking. Yeah. So I got to the restroom of the press room, okay. threw out the underwear, you know, and just went commando. And what did that tell you? Sick. It told me that I've got to be very vigilant as to what I eat. It told us maybe you shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> Hold on, when you when you played that mean, a couple of why days ago, would you? maybe you keep that on your inside your head voice. <clears throat> Is that possible? Somebody tweeted. Keep it on you. your inside the right. head voice. When you played this a couple of days ago, somebody tweeted <clears throat> you at Pat Unleashed and said, "What happens in the poop club stays in the poop club." <laughs> you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I mean, he's been on television long enough <laughs> to understand and in the media you don't do long that. enough don't to do understand what, what you should and should not say. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's really I mean, come it's on. crazy. It's crazy. But you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed with your favorites. Um, see, we got T. Sheehan13 who says, of course you have to do the Mo Brooks being an economist oh, yes. with honors. Classic. We were looking at going re- reverting into a depression at that point. 
remember when the Fed well, I chairman... I disagree that we but, were going into a depression, but well, go ahead. Do you have a degree in economics? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest honors. Okay, so... <laughs> that man should have been yes. the next senator from Alabama, but yes. he's not going to be. It's going to be Roy Moore instead, who's, you know, I like him. He's too... He's too religious for people. Yeah, he's too religious for me. I'll tell you that. I'll oh, but yeah, oh, well, God for, talk. I mean, you know, uh, the Playboy Mansion was too religious for you. <laughs> Don't start with me about Playboy yet. <laughs> Are you still trying to get over that? Don't. Sorry, I, I apologize. I should have known that was. It's like your mecca. I should be right? wearing black today. I almost yeah, didn't come in. <laughs> Don't even. Don't even start with me on this. This is a day of mourning. This should be a national day of mourning. Uh, listen to Chuck Todd. Yesterday, talking about Roy Moore, this is just, I mean, how how is this possible that these people are in positions of influence on a national level? He understands. He, He's smart. Does he? I don't know. Listen to this. Roy Moore, where the phrase Christian conservative doesn't even begin to describe him, could very well be your next U.S. senator. And you don't understand just how freaked out some folks in the GOP and the White House are about what that means, Mm. then you don't know Roy Moore. First off, he doesn't appear to believe in the Constitution as it's written. Really? Our rights don't come from government. They don't come from a Bill of Rights. They come from Almighty God. Okay, so... that's just a taste of what are very (laughs) fundamentalist views that have gotten him removed from office twice. No, fundamentalist views didn't get him removed from office twice. And those are just views of everybody who's ever read what the Founding Fathers said about what our rights, where our rights come from. I mean, has this guy ever read... Probably. Anything from the Founders... About natural rights and natural law? You don't know that our rights come from God? In their mind? It's the people who set up this country, Chuck. It's the people that, right? who founded the nation. That's that's what he's basing that statement on. Our rights don't come from man. They come from God. He has to know that. That's just unbelievable. That's just really despicable. I don't know. I don't know if he, if he knows it. I mean, he's seriously... I mean... As far as news goes, I would say that he's one of the most influential in today's times. Yeah, he is. Right? I mean, he, oh yeah, and yeah, he has to, it has to be. I, it's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's see. Let's go to Steve in North Carolina. Hey, Steve, you're on the blaze. Hello there, Pat. Hi. I'm gonna tell you and. Jeffy, what uh, Elizabeth Taylor told her first husband. You remember what she said to him? No. I'm not going to keep you long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I right, know that uh, she brought him back. <laughs> well, she, she, she Richard Burton twice, and the other, yeah. I think, a total of seven. Yeah. Anyway, a serious question for uh, Jeffy. I think I recall years ago hearing him say, that he had a son who was uh, affiliated with the NFL somehow. And I was curious, before I uh, let him speak, I'm going to get off and let him speak, and then I have a question for Pat. I want to know how Jeffy feels about this whole kneeling in the NFL issue. That's a little bit serious. Mm-hmm. You guys are having a good time today. Maybe you should have a section in your program called Barrel of Monkeys because you guys really are good. I love your humor, uh, the play on words, uh, all these things that you do, you do so well. You're a brilliant man, Steve. You are. Thank you. (laughs) Well, what was your? Did you have another question for me? You said, "Yeah, okay." Uh, 
Yeah, I, I did. Uh, just kind of curious how you feel about this whole serious issue of the behind-the-scenes man of, of the hour so often, George Soros, and, and how he has influenced what actually is going on in our country that is intended to dismantle our Constitution, which you just mm. referred to about Chuck Todd. So yeah. thank you for what you yeah. do. I appreciate your time and your energies and your humor. So thanks, Steve. Uh, take it away, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, well, George Soros is uh, heavily influential in this country. Has been. And working behind the scenes and funding all of, you know, the Tides Foundation and, and all the resulting little organizations that are spinning us into a socialist nation. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we're not uh, very friendly towards that kind of stuff. But how did how did Elvis, have you talked to Elvis about what he thinks of this kneeling thing? Well, as you said, uh, my son <laughs> was in the NFL, and that's mm-hmm. when I was speaking to him. Uh, when he got fired <laughs> and decided not to continue to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you haven't talked to him since, so him. you don't know. I don't talk to him. So yeah. I don't know how he feels about anything. <laughs> okay, when he decides to go back into the NFL, and I'll talk to him. Okay, again. all right. So when well, it can benefit you is what you're saying. When some of what he's making can benefit you, uh, then you might open up those lines you of know, communication. When again. you put it that way, it sounds so icky. But it does. It does sound icky. But yeah. I, I'm just saying. I just I just know the way the way it is. <laughs> uh let's go to phil in utah phil hi you're on the blaze hey pat how you doing hey good 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 hey i've got a uh, two classic sound bites for you all right these are probably the ones that i would have to say have been like my all-time favorite when Stu is getting waterboarded with the insurer <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that was funny that, that that one was great and then also the song that you wrote about the uh bomb clock kid Oh wow! Uh, oh wow! Uh, I'd forgotten right? about Ahmed the Clock Kid. Clockmed, yep. yeah, yeah, Clockmed. Uh, I wonder what I, I don't. Do you remember the lyrics of that? I don't. I don't even remember Man. the. Appreciate the call, Phil. We'll look for that though. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Maybe, maybe I can. Uh, we put it on the B side. It was on the <laughs> we B put it side. On the B side. Of what's that? Who's your? What? Who pays your salary? <laughs> so I don't remember where the what the downloads were. <laughs> kind of got rubbed in together. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We still have um, uh, all kinds of these sound bites to get to, and we've got uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up here in a second. Uh, Rob in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hello, Hi. Uh, you've already played so many; they're great. But there's uh, one that was I haven't heard you talk about yet. The woman who called nine one one about her two daughters, and then. Uh, when they're not, that she couldn't control them. They were teenagers or preteens. And oh, wow. I said, well, you want us to go over there and shoot them? And she went from this timid, meek person to all of a sudden a grizzly bear chewing on him. <laughs> like she should have been in the first place with her own daughters. Yeah, I forgot right. about that one. We'll have to, we'll check into that. Uh, thanks, Rob. I don't know if I have that one. I don't know. Those, I don't those are some of those. Well. When we went uh, through this one other time, we got some news reports that were some of the famous news reports and stuff. But they don't hold. I mean, they're funny and they're really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's very few that hold up. Yeah. You know, they, they you remember them in your head as being really, really funny because it was at the time. But they, True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear them back. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like that old TV show that you thought was really good in yeah. 1968, and now you see it again today. And, uh, Poltergeist is that way. It's uh, oh, as a movie a, oh, yeah. from 1981 or whatever. We showed that to the kids one night, and they're like, 
This is stupid. <laughs> Comedy? You guys watch this? <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Do it best of the audio today. 888 A lot of requests for Al Sharpton because everybody misses him. I mean, it was aggravating when he was on, but now that he's off, we, we don't have his brilliance around to highlight anymore. Yeah, that hurts. I mean, brilliance like this. But resist. We, we must. Much. We must. And we will much. much. About, uh, about that, that be, be committed. Be committed. Okay. I mean, <laughs> wait, what? You got to be. What was that? But resist. We, re- we much. We much. We must. And we must. And we will much. And we will much about about that. That be committed. Be committed. Okay. Uh, interesting. Are you? You seem confused. Do you not follow in his no, message? No, no, no. I. You uh, got it. That's crystal clear. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> this is. Uh, this is a lot of awesomeness right here, all together. But resist, no, we I... much. Mm-hmm. We must. Much. They're all jitty about a shutdown. <laughs> the... All jitty. I, I, this is, it was so amazing because he would look at something on the teleprompter and I just can't read it. I mean, he just doesn't know how to pronounce. Like, giddy? Really? You've never seen the word giddy before? And to him, it's jitty? Tortoise in the race. Tortoise? Is a tortoise and co-author of Hubris. You two lead singer Bono, Fran Drescher, Siganori <laughs> Weaver, suspect Siganori instead of Sigourney Weaver. Jahar Sanaev, Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. The show Rush Lombard hosts Supreme <laughs> Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. You don't even seriously. Don't, That's your girl. You don't know. S- Sotomayor's <laughs> name? Come on! Mike is Mike uh, Muckery. Yesterday, Antonini mm. Antoninin Scalia, Kim Kardashian. It's a, you're talking about a Supreme Court justice he can't pronounce. Really, Antonin Scalia? You don't know that name? How is it possible? And the Republican candidates, both Cairo and Benghazi, we rank behind Latvia, uh, Lavita, first uh, Latvia, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan to college students in Beijing. He's getting lunch at Chipotle in, in Iowa. Bain is appropriate. The GOP's tax day giveaway to millionaires. Why was traffic problems email sent? The Environmental Projection Agency (laughs) and what sequestration has done. Here we go. Why was traffic problems email sent? That's a band name. Someone tell me why traffic problems email was sent. And then tell me about this. (laughs) Michael Ziha (laughs) Biba. Remember that one? It was Michael Zehoff Babo. Oh. Michael Zehoff Babo. Babo. Michael Zehoff Bilbao. <laughs> Michael Zehoff Bilbao. Michael Zehoff Beelzebub. Oh. Michael Zehoff 
amazing and uh, frankly i miss him now i miss him now because we're missing out on good comedy like that i mean that is priceless stuff wow what was the name oh it was uh beetlejuice michael zeha beetlejuice say that three times and he appeared before you (sighs) crazy stuff i mean that guy had a show on national television. Sure. For how long? Was it five years? Six I think years? longer than that. Maybe maybe ten years? It was it was a long time before they finally said, Okay, Al, um, go home and and don't come back, please. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. For this one from Nancy Pelosi, she's got a lot of classics in here. Chairman Bernanke is probably one of the foremost authorities in America on the subject mm-hmm. of the Great Depression. Yeah. I don't know what was so great about the Depression, <laughs> but that's the name they give it. <laughs> I mean, that is, it's astounding. These people are in office, and they've been in office for 30, 35, 40 years. And they're the ones making decisions for us. It hurts. Really, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, you remember this one from, uh, we've had a lot of requests for Joe Biden classics, too, like this. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, right. and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. It's a storybook, man. You, you, you just... It's a fairy tale to get a good-looking African-American who smells good. You can't find that. And articulate? I mean, that's like a unicorn, right? <laughs> what the hell? Remember the handicapped guy, the guy who couldn't get up? Uh, stand up, Chuck. Let stand up, Chuck. Let me see oh, it. God oh. love you. Oh, what God am I you. talking about? Oh, bless your heart. I'll tell you're... you what. You're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Oh, that's right. You're a cripple. I forgot for a second. Never mind. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> and this was one of the weird ones. This was really strange. And uh, and Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? <laughs> Neil, I miss you, man. <laughs> what? Of I course, miss you. Of course he misses his butt buddy. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even slip? I don't, I don't understand that one. I don't know. And uh, and Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? <laughs> Neil, I miss you, man. I miss you. Hey, well, he's your butt buddy. It's, uh, it's only natural that you miss him. Come natural. on. Come on. That's all. <laughs> you I, I, you uh, can't kill him for that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, I, uh, it's crazy. It's amazing. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hurts. Pat, it hurts. I know. I know. Again, all these people in office. And yet every time Trump makes a mistake. Oh. Oh, they're all over it, and they play it and play it and talk about it and talk about it and how stupid he is and how crazy he is, and then they ignore all of this. None of this was played for people. Well, None hold of on it, a second. Except by us. Let, let's just go through this. Any of those Al Sharpton moments were George W. Bush. If any of the, if the Nancy oh, yeah. Pelosi history lesson we just had mm-hmm. was George Bush. Yeah, do, do, do the Bush administration, uh, the Bush impersonation of him talking about the Great Depression. But let's hear what that would have sounded like. Uh, they're talking about. Uh, Bernanke called, said it was a Great Depression. <laughs> I don't know what was so great about it, but that's that's what they uh, that's what they call it anyway. <laughs> How about stand up, Chuck? Let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, uh, stand up, Chuck. Oh, oh, God love you. That's right. You're a cripple. Never mind. Never mind. Just go ahead and sit back down. Of course, you didn't get up anyway because you can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just the double standard it is literally Would have been crazy. It, yes. Yes. Madness. It's all we would have heard. And we did. I mean, we all heard this stuff from Bush. Fool me once. Mm-hmm. Shame, Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> you fool me. We can't get fooled again. Fool me once. You're, you fool me once. Uh, twice, uh, three times a lady, and I love you. <laughs> I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. I disagree with that. I don't think we can. You don't think so? I don't think we can ever get along with the fish. Well, what if I we had like a summit or something? No, it's either us or them. Like a Camp David nope. kind of thing? I don't think, no, there's no, no dealing with fish. It's either us or it's them. But what if we went to them? Because it'd be hard for them to come to us. we got to no. go to the stream. No, we can't. We okay. can't peacefully coexist. We can't. Right. Not with fish. All right. Not with fish. I'm tried, just totally man. convinced. That's right. Uh, Susan in Rhode Island, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you today? Doing good. I'm calling from the hinterlands of the People's Republic of Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. And I need a good laugh. All right. Obama phone lady. Haven't heard that in a long time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got Obama phone? Yes. Everybody in Cleveland, (laughs) low minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know? He gave us a phone. Give you a phone. More. How do you give you a phone? You, you sign up if you're, you're on full stamps, you're on social security, you got low income, you disability. Hey, I have a question. Okay, what's wrong with Romney again? Romney, he sucks. Oh, man. I needed yeah, it. You bet. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> I forgot how good she was. <laughs> yeah priceless uh brother actually this is one from uh, from republicans i loved this speech by chris christie i don't know if this one is very uh well renowned but i Stu and i got a kick out of it when it was out people ask me for hugs to comfort them people ask him for hugs people ask me for hugs to make sure i wouldn't forget them we, we, the hugs people ask me for hugs hugs just just to know to know that the leader of the state cared about them. Oh, uh, because he's so wonderful. And, and yeah, people hugs. came up to me all the time in the aftermath and said to me, Governor, where did you get the energy? Where'd you get it? Where'd you, where did you get the energy day after day after day to do that? Wow, that's beautiful. And I told them. I, it's, I told them. You don't understand, do you? In the rolls of my fat. That's where it comes from. Those hugs. hugs. It's the hugs. Gave more to me than I could ever give back to them. Okay, that's one of the cheesiest dumbest speeches ever given by a Republican. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what lost the election for him because he didn't have a chance after that. That's a man who thought, I'm going to be the GOP nominee and I better start appealing to women because mm-hmm. I'm going to go up against Hillary. That's what that was because that was right as he was launching his campaign. Pathetic. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, fortunately, though, uh, we wised up to Chris Christie. Uh, this one I've always loved too. This is uh, Alec Baldwin. We've gotten quite a few um, emails for this. <laughs> this is Alec Baldwin when he thought he was kind of having a war, I think, with Sean Hannity around this time. And he thought, well, I c- anybody can do talk radio. So he went to Philadelphia. He convinced the program director to give him a shot. I think it was on a Sunday night in Philadelphia. And he was going to do this great talk radio show. And show everybody how easy it was. Here's what um, when we come back. Uh, 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 oh, we got some time. Oh, great. We're, oh, we're great. Gonna, uh, 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 when can we take some calls, Ivan? 
Anytime. Whenever we want. Do we, do we, we have calls that are on there now? <laughs> yeah. I love that. When can we take some calls, Ivan? I'm, I'm drowning here. Somebody throw me a, th- throw me a lifeline. Can, can we take some calls? When can we do that? Uh, we can do that anytime we want, Alec. Go ahead. But Well, okay. Are there calls? No, there's no nobody's calling, Alec. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, what's that number? Is there a number? Yeah, there is. No, uh, calls, no yet. calls yet. What number do people call to get on the air? Do we have that number? It's right there. <clears throat> oh, do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? it there's well, a, that there's well, it a phone number? Sure uh, is. I mean, you There's a think phone, that. and the phone has a phone number. That's interesting. Huh. At uh, uh, 1210 at PHT. Of course, any other questions you have, any other comments you have, call us um, to the, uh, mm-hmm. what else? What uh, else? Call us, please, at uh, 215-1210. Now, um, if you don't call, we're going to keep reading from the Scientology manual. You might not feel it. You might not feel the energy right now. You might not feel no. uh, the no, swell thinking they're of not. what's happening here. Yeah. Do we have any calls yet there, Ivan? No calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. <laughs> Poor Ivan. Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? Alec Baldwin posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Boy, it's just incredible. Unbelievable. Well, you leave us no choice, listeners. <laughs> so he called his mom. Uh-huh. That's when he called his mom. I wish we had that one. I wish we had that phone call. <sighs> He actually called his mom and talked to her on the air because he had nothing else to go to <laughs> at that point. And that was uh, that was Alex's last. Uh, it was his first and last talk radio show ever done. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Can we? When can we go to the phone, Keith? Uh, Producer uh, Keith, no, when I'm can gonna, we go to the phone? Well, I got to check with Ivan. Can man. we go to the? Can we go to the phone? I need um, to find out from Ivan. Is there a number they can? Yeah, call? it's right there on the wall in front of you. Oh, it's that big. It's a big thing up yeah. on the wall, right yeah. there, where it says the Blaze Radio, and then there's numbers underneath. That's interesting. Yeah, That's you should interesting. say. Uh, interesting. <laughs> huh. Wow. Uh, Don in Texas. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. <clears throat> Love the show. Thank Love you. The show. Appreciate it. But I got to tell you. One of the funniest things that I've ever heard anybody ever do was when Grayson got beat. Oh, the Happy Days thing. Yes. When, oh, yeah. I remember I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed out loud, laughed. People thought I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to do that again. All right. Uh, I'll look and see if we still have that one. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. Triple eight. 933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up here in a sec. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Who, you know, in whose conception, under what paradigm? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just resisting. What am I resisting? What's he resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacturing, manufacturing. the institutionalization of the human psyche. The psyche. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol of reversibility. They symbol can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Right. Right. I was just thinking the same thing. That's yeah. ironic. Isn't it? You were thinking the like that exact, exact same thing. Is it the collectivization of manufacture? I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. All I know is it's a symbol of reversibility that the gun will be, never be taken from the earth. And, you know, in whose conception, under what paradigm? Whose conception? You know, what paradigm? I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? What am I resisting? I the collectivization of manufacture? The, the institutionalization of the human, of the human psyche? psyche? I'm, not, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I just... I love that guy. I love that guy. Dude memorized four just, or five things and just spit them I, out. It's fun when, you know, the pseudo-intellectualism is just babbled out. For no apparent reason. <laughs> just, I'm going to show you that I know terms you've never heard of in your life. Well, well, Institutionalization <laughs> of the human psyche and the collectivization of manufacture. Yes, huh? Got a checklist of big words. There's two right collectivization. there. Collectivization. You're not as smart as I am. You don't know those terms. Conception. <laughs> eradicate. <laughs> what paradigm? What paradigm? I paradigm. Don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <sighs> what am I resisting? I all I know is it's a symbol of reversibility. I'm sorry? That the gun will never be eradicated from the earth. I know that. But what, what am I resisting? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. So, sir, <clears throat> I, I have some questions. I have some follow-ups, if I may. Um, can you please explain, because, I mean, just for the audience. I that, wish that, Glenn would have done that. Right, for the audience that maybe tuned in late in that what do you mean? What do you mean by collectivization yeah, what, of manufacturing? What is that? Just, I mean, just <laughs> You're talking about here. communism? Is that a, a cool way to say communism? <laughs> uh, is that what you're talking about? The institutionalization of the human psyche? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? what kind of gobbledygook are you spewing oh, here? Nancy just explain Pelosi that to us. in the house. That'd be great. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking through here. Oh, I love this because supposedly this was the tough decision audio. Remember when they decided to actually kill Osama bin Laden? Ooh, that's a tough one. Something that we decided in 2001 after the World Trade Center <laughs> towers came down and we knew he was responsible for it. We kind of decided, let's go kill this, find him and kill him now. Uh, and then when they finally did it in 2011... They made it out like Joe Biden actually said it was the toughest decision in 500 years. Really? I, that's hard to believe. Intelligence reports locating Osama bin Laden were promising, but inconclusive. Huh. And there was internal debate as to what the president should do. What should he do? Should he let him go? Should he let him go? Should he give him an award? <laughs> that was probably factored in, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> should they buy him lunch? Uh, do they get him another wife? What What should we do? I don't know. It's so What's hard. And the president turns to every principal in the room. What do you every recommend I do? Wow. And they say, it's a close call, Mr. Close president. Close call. I know. <laughs> Man. He walked out the room. Dawn on me. He's all alone. All alone. This is his decision. His decision. He took the harder hey. and the more honorable took path. the harder and the more honorable. When I saw what had happened, Eddie. I thought to myself, I hope that's the call I would have made. Are you kidding? Oh, come on, man. That's embarrassing. I mean, the dude had a hit on your it's life, em- Bill Clinton. It's embarrassing. I don't know. Would I have made the decision to go ahead and kill Osama bin Laden? I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a tough <laughs> one. He only killed 3,000 of our citizens. What if we? Uh, what if instead we gave him a parking ticket? What if we did that? <laughs> what if instead we assessed a fine against him? Hmm. What if we decided not to trade with Al Qaeda? What if we decided to do that? Hmm. What if we really hurt him? I mean, what? What are the? What's the option there? Either you 
kill him or you let him go. Uh, you don't kill him and you, you let him continue to plot against the United States of America. I don't even know how they're trying to make that into a difficult decision. What was he playing cards that night or something? What was? Yeah, he, he was. Or was that Benghazi? I don't even remember now. I thought he was playing cards on Osama no, that was, night. That, I, I'm pretty sure that was the Osama bin Laden night. Yeah. He, with, with that guy that used to play basketball with yeah, him all the time. Yeah. Uh, it was just... Ugh. Pathetic. Pathetic. I've also always loved this uh, from John Kerry. We shouted out across that, that chasm. chasm. I'm Israel. Hi, Israel. Mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hiney, ho. I shouted out across that chasm. <laughs> uh, even though it's chasm, I don't know, but I, I talk like this, so it sounds more sophisticated if I say chasm. <sighs> And we shout it out across that chasm. I'm Ichem Lichemach Blach. So stupid. And then this is one of my all-time favorites as well from John Kerry. They had personally raped, cut off ears, cut off cut heads, off hands, taped wires from portable telephones to turned, human genitals, turned, turned up, up the power, power cut, off, cut limbs, off limbs, blown up bodies, blown up bodies randomly shot at sh- civilians, the- Raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. Shot cattle and dogs for fun. Poisoned food stocks. They poisoned food stocks. Ravaged, ravaged the countryside, the countryside. Of South Vietnam. Look at the way the countryside of South Vietnam was dressed. It wanted to be ravaged. I'm pretty sure of it. So you can't hold that part against them because it was the whole countryside was naked and they ravaged it. They raided Foon stocks. Uh, You know, his his lies at the Winter Soldier hearing in 1972 are what caused a lot of people to hate our soldiers coming back. That's when they were baby killers. That's when the American people turned against them. That's when the Vietnam vets were looked on as if they were murderers Mm -hmm. uh, instead of liberators of South Vietnam. I mean, despicable. And And then they made that guy... The Secretary of, of State. Well, first he was one state away, first he, Ohio, yeah, from, from becoming president of the United States. He could have become president of the United States. He's a guy who took his medals and threw them over the fence at the White House because he didn't want them, supposedly. And then for some reason he still had them. So that was some kind of weird display that he was making. Some sort of symbolic deal. Uh, and and how, many, how many Purple Hearts did he get? 43? You got a purple every time, you know, I used to do this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Daddy, every time a bell rings, John Kerry gets another purple heart. <laughs> That's right, Zuzu. That's right. boy, John. boy. 888-933-93. He actually got three, I think, right? Was it three? Uh, at least And one three. was for a skinned knee or something. It was right. really... Really, really questionable. Let's see here. All right. Uh, let's go to Andy in Ohio. You're on the blaze. Hi, Andy. Hi there. How's hey, it going? Doing good. Okay. What I was thinking was um, rather than going for term limits, why don't we go to for age limits on elected official? At least, at least we get some turnover. I'm for both of those, Andy, quite honestly. And, and as we see these people age, the Orrin Hatches, the Ruth Bader Ginsburgs, um, all of these people who are getting into their 80s and late 80s in some cases and into their 90s, it's just you're not at your best anymore. I mean, it's almost impossible to be at your best. 
It's almost impossible to be sharper than everybody else in your state and you're going to do the best job for your state and your country? No. No. So, yeah, I didn't used to believe that because I believed the election process were the term limits, but that's just not happening. Just not happening. You know? So, appreciate Here in Ohio, we've got the Supreme Court set up for 70 years as a max. Oh, do you really? Yeah. So, the Ohio Supreme Court... You have to retire at 70? At 70. That's interesting. I like that. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Andy. Uh, Let's go to Nick in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi, Nick. Hey, Pat. Hey. I've heard you do the George W. Bush. I've heard you do the Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. I I need some Al Gore. Al Gore. All right. Uh, I need some Al Gore. I need some some impersonations, some audio. It'll make my week. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Nick. Uh, i got to get some inspiration first. So. I think that those uh, people are those in people such are a tiny, tiny, tiny minority tiny now minority with now. their point of view. They're almost like they're almost the ones who still do, believe that the moon landing was staged in a movie lot in Arizona. In a lot uh, and Arizona. those who believe the Earth is, is flat. <laughs> yes. That demeans them a little bit, but it's not <laughs> that far off. Now, that demeans them a little bit, but they're so stupid. They don't know they're being demeaned, so it's okay to demean them in that way. I also uh, <laughs> very much love this particular appearance from another night. Uh, I think he was on a late night talk show when he did this. Two kilometers or so down, in most places, there in are most these places. incredibly <laughs> hot rocks because the interior of the earth is extremely <laughs> hot, hot, several million degrees. And the <laughs> I love that. Two kilometers or two so kilometers down. down. Okay, two kilometers down. That's not even two miles, that, right? Yeah, Nobody that, knows that's, how that's one, much a kilometer is. 1.2 miles. Okay. Incredibly hot rocks. Incredibly the hot. The earth is extremely, extremely hot. Several million degrees. Several million degrees. In <sighs> fact, <laughs> it's so hot. Two, yeah. 1.2 kilometer miles down. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. <laughs> Which it would be if it was two million degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just lunacy. It's just lunacy. He was just right. 437 votes away from being president, I'd like to remind you. Frightening. Frightening. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. And uh, some uh, of the models, some of the models suggest to Jeff. Dr. Maslowski that they're... Listen to how many times he equivocates here. I think we've ca- counted this before. Was it eight? Was it eight times? Eight or nine. Eight or nine times yeah. in 24 seconds he equivocates. It, <laughs> he starts out with definitive statements and then, no, thumb, uh, according to thumb, it suggests. So it suggests right. it doesn't state all of those things. Pay attention to that. And uh, some of the models, some of the models suggest, suggest to Dr. Maslowski to that there's a seventy-five percent chance, a seventy-five percent that it's that the that entire the entire North Polar North ice Polar cap, ice cap during summer <laughs> during some of the during summer, summer well some, some of, of the, the summer, summer months months could be com- could be completely completely ice free ice within free. the next five to seven years. See <laughs> <laughs> seven. <laughs> You can't so, cover your butt any more than that. Stuff. 
any more than you not and not in less than 30 seconds that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and also nobody knows who the hell dr math lasky is <laughs> Well, it would demean you to have to explain who that is. It would, but that's okay, because you're so stupid. You don't know you're being so demeaned. Good. This guy. Oh, I wish. Keith, try again, because he just had that failed sequel. Okay. He's pissed. He's pissed. It, maybe we'll tell him we'll promote his movie. Tell him we'll we'll have him on for an entire three hours. Listen, and, and listen. Well, I'll give him the whole show on the phone. Former Senator Gore, I former just Vice President this guy. Gore. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're as mad as you that no one saw your movie. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. We wanted that. people we're to angry. see your movie. Yeah. Look, you got holidays coming up. You got a chance to push sales for gifts under the tree. Who doesn't want an Al Gore movie waiting for them? Right, we'll morning. try to up DVD sales. Let's mm-hmm. get this I thing mean, moving for him, you. I, yeah. I, I mean, the... Earth has warmed slightly. I give him that. I'm pissed that nobody saw the movie. I give him that. It's 0.9 degrees. So you know what that does? It helps grow food. Have (laughs) you discussed that with Dr. Maslowski? I haven't. Uh, but I will. It, as soon as I find out who the hell Dr. Mathlasky <laughs> is. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so we got to chew the fat with Jeffy here. All right. It's a sad, sad day in America. You should know what I'm leading with today. We lost him. We, we did him. lose him. And it's not a sad day in any way. It is a sad I mean, I day in America. Are you kidding him. me? It's not a sad day. Hey, Hugh, Hefner, you. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner, an American the one icon. The, I mean, a, a bad person. Come oh on. Oh, my now. gosh. In my estimation. And now I'm judging his actions. I'm not judging where he's going in this, in the afterlife, except that I believe I, if I were gambling on it, I'm all in. On burning in the fires of hell. I got to tell you. For, I, I got to tell you. Even if he is. But that's just a guess. Even if he is. You loved him. Burning in the fires of hell. You loved him. His life was well worth. No. Getting burned in the fires of hell. Uh, there, no. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Come on now. I mean, his Hugh life. He wore, he wore pajamas and he took pictures of naked hot chicks. God love him. <laughs> God love him. That's what he did. I mean, he started. He That's started. He, he revolutionized. And God does love him, even though he revolutionized. He wasted the his life world. that way. He revolutionized the world, even though he wasted his life that way. And Since he brought, 19, wasted, he degraded the the oh. culture. He degraded women, even though uh, he contributed no. to the moral decay of this great nation. The Lord did, does love him. He let people Still. realize just Still how does. beautiful women are. Uh, we knew that before. And you can tell it with their clothes on. So, not as well. <laughs> not as well. And <laughs> do we know what he died of? Just being ninety-one. Oh, he was ninety-one. He was suffering for quite some time, which of is what? why they were trying to from what? Uh, being ninety-one. You know, Did he have uh, Alzheimer's? No, I don't think he had Alzheimer's. Okay. I think he had. I think he had some heart issues. Um, I'm not not positive about that. I know that that's what they talked about. Did he still have one of his like Miss July or whatever living with him? I mean, the guy was just despicable. Just you know what's amazing is that he's, he didn't die of an STD. Talking about that's, right, that's amazing. Yes, it is. He must have been very careful, quite honestly, <laughs> well, because can you imagine? 
Yes. <laughs> you know, he sold, yes, I he, can. he sold the Playboy Mansion yes, over the summer to somebody. I don't know. Yeah. For well, the deal was that he would stay there. For $100 million. And they only took over now when he's dead. And right. now it's theirs. I mean, but he's got... You go into that thing. Are you going in with them serious dis- well, disinfected? Well, it needed to be updated, first of all, is what they said. There was a lot of updated because he hadn't updated oh, in would, quite some time. I would bulldoze that. But he had thing. the... I'd bulldoze that. The, I, the iconic Playboy Mansion? Yes. No. I would fill in the he pool. He owned like two or three of the houses in that neck of the woods, too, in that area, because he bought the one house for his one ex-wife next door. Did he? Yeah, so the kids would be close. And that he had, he had, he's he one had, of the few. He, that's right, he did have had kids. One of the, he had one she of the runs, few. She runs uh, Playboy now, right? His yeah, the daughter. daughter does. Yeah. And uh, he had one of the few zoo rights, so he has the big animals there on this property. Right. He's got the zoo there right. and everything. So yeah, he that, owns a lot of property. I mean, that's a big estate. Yeah, and an icky one. It's the biggest estate. I mean, you don't know where that. Well, you do know where that's been, and so that's why you don't go in there and touch anything. <laughs> Ick! She and I <laughs> could not disagree Ick! more. You can't put enough bleach oh in that gosh. place for me to go ever. Oh, venture man. are you kidding it. me? It's a dream. It's come on, a that's, dream. It's the Playboy gross. Mansion is iconic. It's gross. I mean, I know Bill Cosby loved it, and he was there like nonstop. Even when though there he was were married. even rumors that uh, some of the star, I can't remember who who was it now. Uh, not Cosby, but um, uh, who's the other big Playboy guy that used to be there all the time? He and two other people that lived in that area. Uh-huh. There's rumors that they had built uh, tunnels to come up into the Playboy estate really? so that they could go from their so, house yeah, so that nobody would see them coming and going they could just oh, come man. and go when they wanted it's embarrassing so to speak how, how great is that that's in, it's embarrassing no it is not it oh is not gosh. great and you know it if you could come out of your character your douchey character for a second <laughs> wait that's not no come on for now. one second that's not a character and admit to me that is icky as icky as ick gets it's gr- it's nasty we're, we're, no we're talking about the Playboy Mansion. Hugh Hefner now. Yes. And the Playboy Mansion. It's nasty. Oh, man. <laughs> it's nasty. Nasty. I mean, it's not like he didn't clean anything over the years. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it, it's not like it was just a dump. Oh, it, I think it probably is a dump. Well, it, well, it hadn't I'll been bet updated. It is a There's dump. a lot of rooms that needed to be updated that were, you know, mm-hmm. brand new in the 70s. And we see that. Right. We see Graceland, how Graceland looks, how cool it was for Elvis in the 70s. That's how cool the Playboy Mansion was during in that the time 60s as well. In the 70s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so if you don't update it. Yeah. It's not little, cool. No, not cool at all. But mm-hmm. it's still the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. And it's still the iconic, the man, Hugh Hefner. I mean, it's still he a den of iniquity. the world, man. Huh? It did in a terrible it way. Revolutionized the in world. A ter- it did in a terrible way. That it made it made men way. honor women more. No, how are you <laughs> talking about? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. What else is there? What else is? I don't understand. Got to be something other than that. Hugh Hefner's son also told the Hollywood Reporter last month that his father regretted putting President Trump on the cover too. So just. Just so you're clear about that. Oh, okay, good. So, Thank you for that last one final so, political statement. Shut up. <laughs> like you guys uh, have anything to please. Absolutely. Oh, Just try it. Just that's try it. despicable. Uh, Representative Steve Scalise back. Yeah, that's cool. right. That's cool. He's back. He tweeted out uh, this morning <laughs> saying, uh, I'm back with a picture of uh, he and his wife overlooking the uh, and this time the Capitol. He's pissed. He's pissed. Hey, yo, he should be. <laughs> he should got shot in the leg he and almost died be. from it. Yeah, it is one. Uh, they do say that the guy who ran over to him, the guy who was, uh, he was 
one of the congressmen, right, is a doctor, and he applied a tourniquet, and it saved his life. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Yeah, otherwise he would have been so, gone by the time he got to the hospital because the guy was shooting and nobody could go out to him. Yeah, so for 10 field, or 15 he's minutes, he's out, out there just bleeding. bleeding like a pig. Right. So, anyway. I mean, anyway, good. He's back. It, it, and he's as okay. sad as the story is. Because it looked bad um, for him yes, for it a did. while. He was in seriously critical condition. And I have not seen the interview. I know mm-hmm. that he's interviewed a couple times and, uh, you know, kind of uh, kidded yeah, around he's doing about a thing, himself. I think it's coming up this weekend on 60 Minutes. He kind he kind of uh, equated himself with Humpty Dumpty. And, you know, I know that and that's probably what the interview mm-hmm. is from, the 60 Minutes probably, coming yeah. up. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of it. And uh, so I don't know, you know, how well he actually is doing. Uh, you know, I you never. Either. It's a lot of times yeah, after, yeah. like uh, they get shot and they get beat up real bad. They're mm-hmm. back, but they're not. He's really struggling. Not hundred percent. I, yeah. I saw him walking. We had the sound down, but I saw him walking into the chamber. He had a. a he walker. said he had to relearn. Yeah. How to walk, which is uh, <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. I mean, good, God bless him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Um, also, uh, we've been uh, you know going over and over the NFL and the kneeling for. Uh, we have. I haven't heard the anything about that. Anthem. Really? Yeah, has there been big, something yeah, about well, that? Yeah, well, they, you know, they're kneeling huh. and Wait, uh, what's this? not, you know, <laughs> protesting the national anthem. Wait, what? Uh, now, why haven't we talked about the country. it? I don't know why you I mean, haven't. We, we like football. It's your show. We like it's your show. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> You'd think we would be in tune. We watch football. But I just want to be clear that the uh, <clears throat> the all-woman league, uh, formerly known as the Lingerie Football League. Oh, uh-huh. Was that a Hefner thing, too? Um, <laughs> I'll bet it was. I'll bet he degraded football just like everything else. Anyway, go you, ahead. You, you're, you're oh, I know we're now. we're coming to loggerheads here. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> There's going to be some serious issues here in a moment. But they uh, wanted to be sure that, gosh darn it, mm-hmm. they're American, and they wanted to believe that, let you know that the America's flag and national anthem are far too sacred. There you go. And in a video announcing the league's continued support for the national anthem and also so that people would realize that the LFL is still around, a pledge to stand in the salute. And exactly. Here's their video. Please. That's embarrassing. That's <laughs> just a bit. It symbolizes all the blood, sweat, and tears that have been shed so that we as Americans can raise our flag across our nation. The LFL salutes all those who make this the greatest country in the world. (laughs) Thank you. And we stand in salute of our flag. (laughs) Thank you. It actually doesn't symbolize sweat in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Blood, yes. Sweat, no. It symbolizes that on the LFL, I'll tell you that. It symbolizes the blood, sweat, (laughs) and tears. I think you're thinking of the band from the 60s. Blood, sweat, and tears. But I like it's the all-women league. It's not the flag. Now. I like it's the all-women league now, but we're still calling it the LFL. Yeah, they, the ca- they called league. it the LFL. Yeah, the LFL. But they're calling it the all-women league they're, instead okay. of lingerie. They're Are they not the wearing lingerie, lingerie, lingerie anymore, or is that still a part of their deal? Why uh, else I heard you watch? There was a story on the Drudge Report a couple of weeks ago that they want to be taken seriously now. Mm-hmm. So they're actually going to have... Full uniforms, mm-hmm. and they're going to—they're going to act. They're really—they're actually talented football players. Well, they are, uh-huh. and they are talented football wink, players. Wink. And there's been—and there are many of them that were really tough in playing good oh, football. Oh, uh-huh. okay? sure, yeah. But right. the point of watching them—if they uh-huh. were that good—they would be playing in the NFL, and we wouldn't mind them wearing those uniforms. <laughs> but the point of watching them—we want them to be really good, uh-huh. but still wearing lingerie. 
I mean, that's the point. You're the worst. Why were we? Why else are we watching it? Do we have any stories that don't involve scantily clad women here that oh, we could get to? So demanding. Is it possible? Hmm? Is it possible? <laughs> I wonder how. I wonder how pissed Donald Trump is right now about because what? Uh, Twitter has uh, started their new uh, 280 characters plan they're letting people test 280 characters yeah i heard they're testing the 40 yeah. yeah and some and people so, were upset by it well i mean you can you can do it now with other apps you know you can tweet longer with other apps but just really? not from twitter okay uh but twitter is randomly picking people to test the 280 mm-hmm. oh man trump's gotta be pissed because i know he's not picked yeah they, no why? way but donald i mean his way if they don't pick him he's gonna look for the tweet from donald twitter i don't need 280 mm-hmm. only need 140 bad and uh you know what no we don't have because i'm doing this story i've been wanting to do this story for a week all right all right what is it um this story mom was mad at her son-in-law for cheating and when you Mm -hmm. first think about that you think well good Mm -hmm. gosh darn it she should be mad should be mad at the son-in-law for cheating and i mean she was Trying to run him down with the car and chase after him. With oh, wow. A, she felt a, really strongly about him. Chase after mm-hmm. him, try to run him down. Protecting her daughter. And she, protecting her daughter. And she, well, she was actually really, really mad because the son-in-law had told the daughter about the affair that he was having with, with mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It's so sad. Oh, oh. I'm so you're going to blame that on Hugh Hefner, too, well, Pat. Yes, you could make a case. You could make a case. And finally, page two. Page two. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. There you go. That's what the FDA says. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. I love that Eat so much. Eat your vegetables. Eat the vegetables. That's what the FDA says. Oh, man. We miss him. I know. Oh, miss man. Him. Oh, man. All right. Here's something that uh, I know you can relate to, Jeffy, because as we've said before, you have enough earwax uh, to, to fashion a beaver. A, a six foot tall beaver Sorry? out of Wait, completely what? out of earwax, right? I mean, that's what you, that has been said yes. by you. Yeah, well, uh, I've seen an earwax beaver outside your door, and I thought you were just trying to show it off. <laughs> anyway, when your ears aren't clean, it's really uncomfortable, oh itchy, painful, plugged up, makes it hard to hear. And if you try cotton swabs, that can be damaging to your ear. Now, how long, how old were you when you first found out that you weren't supposed to use the cotton swabs, stick them in your ear? Uh, really, because I don't know that I, I remember the first time I heard it, and it was you know last year. Yeah, I mean it was not that long ago. Seriously, I thought that's what a cotton and, swab was for. And you think what? No, I thought that's what a Q-tip what, was for. And quite you honestly, look, and then mm-hmm. I think you know you look at the what their directions and cleaning stuff, and heads on a cart machine, you, which right, we used to have always, to do. Always have clean the yep. heads and jamming it in your ear. Right, right. To totally, clean it. totally. And I clean my ears. <laughs> incessantly so yeah, well you should try this Keith. yes the, i'm actually looking forward to trying this it'll the, be it's supposed to be coming soon yes uh, to the building and i'm i, I want to okay get this rather than the candle beaver. which could burn your face <laughs> definitely burn your burn face, your face to the ground the wax rx earwash system is doctor developed and it's really safe and it works really well when other things fail including the dumb candle thing so the wax rx system is a method physicians trust and it's a system they use in their offices it comes with everything you need to safely clean out your ears and condition them so that they're smooth, soft, and supple. And not just yours. How many can- I always want my ears soft and supple. 
I always want that. Uh, amen. Who doesn't, right? Amen. So go to usewaxrx.com, usewaxrx.com, and order your ear wash system today. Use the radio code or the offer code radio, and they'll ship it for free nice. right to your door. Nice. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Pat Gray, we've been doing a best of uh, audio today, uh, along with, you know, all the other topics that are going on. If I could do something very self-serving, I've had this, I've had, let's see, I have had this particular audio piece for 15 years. My son, maybe you remember this, oh. Keith, my son was four years old. And it was right around the time when everybody was playing the national anthem to start the show. And there's a lot of patriotism because we were going to war. And uh, my son knew the national anthem, and I called him at home and had him say it over the phone. Totally remember this. So yes. He's adorable. And I knew this would Boy, be your reaction. I, I hope we get to hear it. <laughs> you do. Oh, good. You do. Your dreams, your wildest oh, dreams good. are coming true right now, because this is the most adorable thing ever. Sure is. I, I bet it's it ever is. happened. Shut up, it's Jeff. ever happened. Oh, I'm saying. I bet it is. <laughs> Here it is. My son doing the Pledge of Allegiance 15 years ago. I thought it was the national anthem. No, it's the Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody was playing the National Anthem. Pay attention. But then you also did the pledge, too. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic, which is standing one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I, I had to have him checked after that because I told him, there's no F in the word with. What's the matter with you? So we, we took him to the doctor. Good, because I was about... Uh, I wanted to say what something. Did the doctor, what did the doctor say? Tell me that's not the most adorable strike. thing that's ever happened. And now he's he's 19, and it just breaks my heart. You ever play that for him? I, I've played it many times for him. <laughs> How does he react now? Uh, he loves it still. Oh, you know, good. He, knows he was only four good. at the time. But hold on a second. What did the doctor say when you took him in? He said, yeah, we're going yeah, to have to. Uh, oh, they no. Operated, they operated on him. Turned out okay, though? They, took they the operated F. on his brain. They took the F, so. Yeah. Whiff, just dish. He had a slur of his S's, kind of like Alex Jones does now. Well, that's what makes but it. But keep in mind, my son was four. Right. Alex Jones is 44. And, so, and your four-year-old. When the four-year-old right. does it, it's, it's cute. the cutest little yeah. thing. When the 44-year-old does it, not quite no, so not much. So the four, not the so four-year-old much. more of an intellectual than Alex Jones, I'd like to add. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> no question. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's go to Jody in Utah. Hi, Jody. You're on the blaze. Hey. Um, hey. So, Jeffy, you will remember this. Um, sweet. She was the one yeah. in the um, apartment building that burned down. Yeah, the fire. She woke up to get a soda and sweet Jesus. And then she wound up uh, getting bronchitis and she ended it all with, don't nobody have time for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bronchitis. I think I think I actually still have that in some of my files That here. must have been something you played on Saturdays because yeah. yeah. that doesn't even yeah, sound so, familiar. So, uh, oh, my. 
Uh, you I ain't got time for that. You can pull it up and play it for Pat. Do That's it. Yeah. It would be wonderful. And, Thanks, and Ellie might be able to find it because it was. It, I had it here. She was really good. Ain't nobody got time for ain't that. Got for time what? For that. I woke up and the smoke and fire and the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's funny. That was really good. So she's kind of like the, the, the Obama clip. phone yeah. person. Yeah. And it's, it's getting it's, crazy. It's one of those news clips again. Yeah. You know, where you get the sound, the live sound bite. The guy's out there. The apartment complex is burning. And he gets this lady. And as a news person, any local news person, you take the cut. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> take the cut. Absolutely. Want to talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to play one of my all-time favorites. Since Alex's name has been used here, I, I just have to share my, I think, my single favorite audio clip Listen, of all time. And the to feel what the children are feeling. Yes, good. <laughs> God almighty. It's actually happened on the, on the air. On the air. Folks, we gotta we gotta get good people to stand up against these people. I know. <laughs> shouldn't have done the radio show today. I probably shouldn't even have done this radio show <laughs> today. Or any because day. I have this disgusting <laughs> cover. Right. I, I just hate, hate the globalists. globalists more than that. More than that. And I, and I just get flippant and flippant, angry, but it's angry. because deep down, folks, I can see what they're doing. You can and I, see I, what they're doing. To stop these globalists. Stop them. The globalists. Where are the men in this country? Where, Where are, are the, the men, men in this world? Question. What the hell Where have we the, become? Where are the men? We just offer our children up to the system with the fluoride and the water and the GMO hurting them. There and we let fat perverts, perverts grab them at, at the, the airport, airport to train them for the pedophile, pedophile government. government. <laughs> and we've just got such a sick society. <laughs> Holy cow, did he cover a lot of ground there. No kidding. Oof. I'm surprised he didn't. The only thing he didn't cover on that was a swearing and then apologizing. Yeah, I know. Sorry, and we got that too. We'll do that next I, time. I think Ellie Here's has the your ain't clip. nobody yeah. clip oh, uh, that All you're right. talking about. Nice. Yeah. Ellie's got it. Go ahead. I woke up to go give me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. Right for my life, and then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Great. We're gonna play that one again soon. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed <laughs> on the Blaze Radio Network.